Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shit. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Oops. Hey. Hey, Gus. Yeah, I was saying, uh, I was start up the show when I got a little bit close to the house. Oh, well. You guys might hear some oh, wind sorry. noise. That's okay. Hey, you said you might hear some yeah, you had a hard time, guess what, hearing me? Yeah, it's hard to hear you. I, I can hear the transmission shifting. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, yeah, he was going to say, you had a hard time hearing me? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why uh, you got to wait until it's where I could get to a place that's a little quieter. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we can start the show with the help. And uh, uh, today's the third, right? Today is uh, January 3rd, 2015. This is Uncommon Off by Carl. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, yeah, Justin's going to be, uh, Justin's going to be jumping in for a while. His Bali's indisposed. He's, uh, at his in-laws. So he's got to be at his in-laws. Yeah. yeah. he's at his in-laws. Then he text messaged me sometimes during the week and said he's still at his in-laws' house. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, 2015, man. That's pretty cool. You know, I had a busy year, man. Lots of fun. I went to a lot of places, you know. I got the Dakota Trail House. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to try to get to the house so I can talk. You know, with a phone in my pocket to walk around. I still got some stuff to do. But, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, one guy sent me a letter from prison in, uh, I think it was Henry County, uh, Texas. And I think that's where a lot of these, uh, I think that's the name of the county, Harris County or Henry County, one of them. I'll get to the letter when I get a chance in the house. But, uh, you know, it, that's where that Robert Fox guy and all these, uh, you know, what do they call them, freemen? Uh, sovereign freemen, uh, sovereign, sovereign citizens. There you go. It's that's where all those sovereign citizens were. And they were trying to do all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, it's funny, if you if you studied, like, Texas law, um, you were able to, at one time in Texas, just put liens on anybody. you just go into the court clerk's office, and uh, you could tell the court clerk she'd like to file a lien against, you know, Bob Smith. And she'd say, okay, and she'd just take your... Uh, application, or she'd take your lien, and she'd just say, okay, then she'd record it for you. And uh, they said back in the 1980s, this is what uh, the, process, the, the, the Attorney General's office said, I'm trying to remember this man's name, I think it was Hernandez, when he read Robert Fox's nonsense, he dribbled the same thing that, uh, that they sent me. And it was funny, I, uh, they asked me, they said, can you uh, look at this um this document, this paperwork we're trying to, you know, we're putting into the court. So the man who showed me, that, that's the guy, Tom Murphy, he's sitting in jail right now for this kind of nonsense stuff. And uh, I tried to warn him a million times, you got to stop. So uh, just the very first paragraph, I mean, because these people are just 
bombarding me every freaking day with phone calls and, you know, saying you've got to save our leader, Robert Fox, whatever his name was. I think it's Robert Fox, Canadian. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, do your duty and, you know, help, you know, your fellow, uh, you know, sovereign citizens. Like, holy shit, man, I'm nothing like this guy. That's like love people. You want, you want me to give you a little bit of help? I said, fine. Send me the paperwork. And the attorney general, uh, I think his name was Hernandez. Like I said, Fernandez or Hernandez. It was Spanish. I said, uh, he said the same thing I did. This, he said, he actually gave his opinion. He said, this was nauseating, like upsetting, claptrap garbage he's ever read in his life. I said, bingo. I said, he feels the same way I said that was Tom Murphy's paperwork he was talking about? Oop. Yeah, so like I said, the the thing I did when he read his opinion, he gave his opinion of that paperwork. And, uh, but when I read the paperwork, I said to Tom, I'll try to fix the document for you. So I, 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 I do have the original paperwork, man. That's what I should do. Put the original paperwork on the website so you guys can just click on it and read this ridiculous nonsense. And uh, I told uh, Tom, look, let me see what I let me see if I can tighten it up to you guys. So the very first paragraph, say, had about I don't know, 240, 300 words, and I left five words in it, and the rest I redacted. And I tried to explain to him why I redacted this word, this word, this word, this phrase, this sentence. And it, it said, Tom, this took me about 12 hours to do the first paragraph. You guys have like 300 pages of this nonsense. I said, I'm not doing every damn paragraph. I said, but here, I spent like 12 hours doing it one day for you folks. This is the explanation of why you don't put all these ridiculous, you know, lines in here. This is why you only use these five words that you got. Everything else is is repetitive, ridiculous, not needed, frivolous. And I said, I'm not tightening up anymore. I said, this is the most ridiculous nonsense. He said, he puts this paperwork in here. Yeah, he should be extra padded. I said, he's wasting everybody's time and driving resources. And that's what they said back in the 1980s. The court clerks were just accepting anybody's lien because the person who actually knew how to come in and do a lien was pretty intelligent, pretty, you know, pretty well knew law. So to just come in there and uh, do a lien was pretty impressive. But then they realized these patriot guys or whatever the hell they are uh, started leaning up every freaking body, every cop, every judge, every every body. Then they made it a lot more difficult to put a lien into the court, into the, into the county, the court is on. But, uh, oh, we lost Carl. Yeah, he dropped off. He's coming over the hill. I'm one of those guys who did those crazy leans. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody want to come on? Uh, hey, Mike. See hey, how's it going? Good. I saw you talking to Mark earlier. Yeah, Mark's still here. Okay. 
Hey, uh, yeah. I'm going to leave the board. I'm going to leave the board open, and I'm going to ask anybody that uh, uh, that's not talking to just mute yourself out. Star six and star eight to put your hand up, and uh, I'm going to leave the board unmuted. And if I see noise coming from you, I'm just going to mute you out, and you can unmute yourself uh, later on. Just hit star six again. And I've never had to mute a board before, so I don't think I'm going to have to you know, do that tonight either. But uh, as long as we all respect each other and not talk over each other, Utah, outside Salt Lake there, uh, was making some noise. I see your hands up. Uh, can you unmute yourself, Utah? Star six? If not, I'll unmute, I'll unmute you. There you go. Hey, Utah. Hello. Hey, were you able to unmute yourself? No, somebody unmuted me. I don't know how. Okay, I unmuted you. Uh, Thank you. There's a bad echo. Are you on speakerphone? Yes, that's the only thing I can hear on. Is that better? Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, no, actually, it's not. I can hear myself. Yeah, let me see if I can get off of here without losing you. Just turn the, uh, turn the volume down sometimes. Hmm. I guess that doesn't work very good. Uh, no, I can still hear myself. Your computer isn't on, is it? Is it? What's that? What's that? If your computer's on, that might be doing it, even if the volume's low. Yeah, is your, uh, is your computer on? Are you on the phone or are you on the I'm on, I'm on my cell phone, but I, I'm trying to get off speaker, but my phone doesn't let me get off for some reason. All right. Your, is uh, your computer playing? I'm on the cell phone. Okay. Okay. Try uh try hanging up and calling back. See if that helps. Okay, I'll do that. Thanks. Alright. No problem. Hey Yaz. See you get your hand up. What's up? Hello. Hello? Hello? You got something you wanna say? Oh, well. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's all right. What's going on? Uh, Not a whole lot. Just being uh, quiet lately, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, doing some research, trying to find a big breakthrough or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find where they uh, hid the back door or the key or trying to find something. Well, the, uh, look at it this way. You're out in the world and it's wide open. They're the ones that are locked in. They're locked yeah. in to the, uh, to the prescriptions of the legislature. Whatever the legislature prescribes for them is their jobs, their duties, their obligations. They're the ones that are a person. You're a man. You're free. I know it feels like we're the ones that are trapped. 
trying to get paperwork into a court that doesn't want nothing to do with you. And it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think uh, a few more of us got to start holding some feet to the fire. Well, there's uh, there's people doing it. You know, it, it's just uh, I'm, I'm working with somebody in uh, Ontario now. You know, it's the same thing. Tried uh, He tried filing a claim Monday, tried filing it again yesterday, and you know, it, it's just the same thing. Can't get notices into the court. They uh, they won't take claims. They want you to use their forms. They don't want to answer why you have to use their forms. You know, what's the law that says I, a man, have to use that form that I have to understand legalese? And they won't hear. Uh, they won't hear it. They, they don't want to hear about it. You know, it's just uh, it's our way, the highway. Does uh, small claims court follow rules of civil procedure strictly, or is there some play in there, or what? I have no idea. I uh, I've never studied any rules of civil procedure. Uh, just kind of went with the flow, and and, uh, and I probably should. I'd, I'd probably get a heck of an education out of it if I could understand it. But uh, I, I don't know. I really. I, yeah, that's I really something I've never really been sure of because I keep hearing Ju- Judge Judy's common law and. Uh, and small claims court is common law, but as far as I know, you still have to follow rules of civil procedure. They're going to give you a hard time, so I'm not really quite sure what the big difference is. I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between uh, proceeding at common law and the rules of civil procedure, because they're all drafted from the common law. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of difference, obviously, but there's not uh, there's not going to be as much restriction in common law. But I, I think the uh, you know everybody has to uh, everybody has to have a chance to speak. You know if you've got evidence, it needs to be put in. It needs to be verified. You know there's certain basics that I think are uh, are what you need to know. But not having looked at uh, at the rules themselves, one of the things that Carl had mentioned a few weeks ago was the canons of of law, the canons of the, the state canons or the judicial canons for your state, and I found out that uh, in New Hampshire, it's uh, rule rule 38, I believe, or it's either 34, or 38. I had looked it up back then, and it, it goes through the judicial canons. Uh, some are some states are easier to find, and uh, that describes the ethics that the judges are supposed to use. That's definitely worth a read, uh, and then the rest of the rules are there anyway. So you can go through those and check those out. Yeah, up here in Ontario, I think small claims court goes up to $25,000. That's a few good orders. If it's easier to just do it small claims, that might be an option for for a lot of cases. Well, there's, uh, you know, anything can be in in that that small claims court because uh, what if, for instance, if somebody does damage to your front lawn and you want it restored, uh, it it might cost you $2,300 to have it restored, but he might be a landscaper. He might be able to send a couple of guys over there and just have it cleaned up for 250 bucks. So I'd rather not, you know, I'd rather seek the restoration of the property and, uh, you know, you, you either take care of it and get the job done or I will. And if I, if I do it, then I'll seek, you know, the, the compensation for that particular amount. But, uh, 
if you know if you allow the man that caused the damage to do the restoration, then you know he might have a way of, of taking care of that at a much cheaper rate, and he should be given the opportunity to to uh, to, to fix it. Well, that's all I'm looking for. Somebody makes a mistake, causes me a problem, they fix the mistake, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it's one way to avoid putting down a, a specific amount. All right, so uh, Utah outside Salt Lake. I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead and uh, try again. Oh, I can hear myself again. Utah, you got a question? Just uh, give us a question and I'll mute you back out. I you know, find some headphones. Oh, that's a good idea. Wait, he's, a, he's cold about it. What's that? He's cold. He's very cold tonight. Carl's going to be back on. He's got the drop. He's driving himself. Wait, he's going to be back on this way, yeah? Yeah, what? Is he going to be back in the little way? He's going to be back, yeah. I'm having a real hard time hearing you. Go ahead and look for headphones. I'll call back later. Okay. That was a gentleman that I talked to last week, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Sounds like it is. <laughs> it says uh, Utah, outside Salt Lake. but Well, they're really piling on the trolls now, it seems. So I think Carl is really starting to make some waves. Yeah. And as far as um, using their forums, I remember hearing Carl talk about how you just uh, open up, file the file the claim with their forms. Open it up and just you know make it a, a any anything just to get it in. And then either the next day or later that day, you come back with your changes. And then you make the the claim the way you want it. Because as soon as you get the file claim filed, now it's now you've established your claim. Now you can change it to what you want. Yes, you said that. He said that more than once. Yeah, it'd be nice for you to share. You could uh, just, you know, clarify that. So the uh, the courts are are they're they're very different depending on where you go. And where I'm at in New Hampshire, the uh, the court uh, down the street from me. You are uh, unmuted. Oh, what was that? Did everyone get unmuted? I don't know. No, the board didn't change. How do you mute? So the, the courts over here are very much uh, like they are, like Dave is experiencing in Ontario. Uh, however, in uh, Vermont, they're much more laid back. And when I asked them about putting a claim in there, they said uh, you can use your own format, you can use your own thing, you know, see, they just let me put in whatever I wanted. There was no problem. Uh, file the claim, um, you know, formatted exactly the way I wanted it with the prosecutor and, and wrongdoer, everything. The whole thing was laid out, and uh, 
she stamped it in and Malik she got her case. What's that? Malik Bay. Say that again. Malik Bay. Okay, what's that mean? Uh, nothing much, man. Just glad to be on the shoot. Okay. Is this Malik from Chicago? No, this is no, this is Malik from South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I was I was told to call in today. By who? By Mr. Call. Oh, all right. When's he gonna be back on us? Okay. Do you want to say something, Malik? Man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to be on this call, man. Because you know, I'm just, man. We just got, we we just got so much stuff going on down here, man, and we just don't know which way to go. Cool. So, so I mean, I'm hope I'm amongst amongst some friends that don't mind don't mind showing me and telling me which way to go. Well, we're all trying to figure it out. Carl uh, was on a little while ago, and he lost his signal going across the mountain heading home. So he's going to call back in in a little while. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if you've got something you want to toss out there, uh, we can talk about it. Well, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I just got, I just actually got um, dragged into federal court and, you know, and they won't, and they want to, to, you know, try to actually do a lot of damage, but I keep asking the question, who did I damage or who did I injure? And ain't nobody want, want you know, they don't, nobody wants to tell me. Yeah. Put that in writing? Huh? Did you put that in writing? Well, I mean, I really asked because, you know, you know, when I was in there, you know, for the bond hearing, I asked that question. And I also asked what, you know, you know, that I'm a man and I required it to to know whether this was a common law venue or not. And these people, man, they act like I was crazy. Well, if you put it, if you said it out loud, uh, they're not going to uh, they're not going to acknowledge what you said because you're speaking a foreign language. Everybody there is speaking legalese, and you're the only one speaking English. So yeah, you're, trying to, you're trying to play tennis in a football field. Sorry. There we go. What, what is the charge? Say it again. What are, you, what are you being charged with, Malik? Um, they want to charge me with wire fraud. They want to try try to charge me with fraud. They want to try you name it. That's what they're trying to charge me with. IRS stuff. Yeah. I it's I, when it start off with IRS stuff. Then it start off with bank stuff. You know so. Yeah. Everybody loves the IRS. <laughs> mm. So when you were in court, if you uh, if, if you were saying these things out loud, they you're speaking a language they do not understand. And well, I put it in writing first. You put it in writing at first. Yeah. Okay. So it's on the record. It's it's. Part of the, if you go back there right now and you pull the record and you look at it, what you put in 
is was admitted in to the record? Uh, I mean, it should be, you know, but I mean, I didn't know that I could go back and pull it. Oh, yeah, you can go back, you can look at the record, you can see what's in there and see if uh, if, if what you wrote was was put in there. If, uh, if, if they ask you how do you plead and you hand them a piece of paper, if that's the only thing they get, then that's how you plead. And uh, that should go into the record. And you can, you can say, you know, for and on the record, this is my answer. And I say no more. Now, you, you can tell them, you know, on paper, you can tell them, I'm a man. I require uh, my accuser to come forward and, uh, and be cross-examined at this time. Now, you can say whatever you got to say. But you got to say it on paper. You can't be speaking. You can't be speaking English in a Chinese court. Wow. Okay. But okay, I actually put put on the record that you got me. Um, that I'm a man, and I quite you know, and and I require to to know whether this is a common law venue. I put on the record that I'm a man, and I require you got me for. Whoever's bringing, you know, whoever's bringing the claim to actually come forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. None of that happened. You got to go back and make sure that's on the record. And if it's not, you need to find out why it's not on the record. Okay. Wow. The other thing is, is uh, you can give them notice that you're a man and you require to know these things. Okay. Hmm. So how how long ago did you go for the indictment? Okay, well we well we actually um just like the um but we just actually got started um December December the second um December the second when we went 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 before for what what they call a bond hearing a a what hearing a bond okay yeah. Yeah. Was there a uh, was there a grand jury hearing? Oh yeah, it was one, but you got me. We wasn't invited. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said yes, it was one, but we was never invited. You weren't invited, so you were never allowed to present your side of the story to the grand jury. Right. That's pretty common, apparently. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty common, but you have the right to face your accuser. Not just at the final trial, but you have the right to face your accuser before the grand jury. Wow. Yeah, I think the grand jury before the grand jury is probably the best time to uh, get everything straightened out. Yeah, but sometimes they just sneak up on you. They indicted me with a bunch of felonies on a Friday, and I didn't find out about it till they arrested me on a Monday, uh, the following following Monday. So they don't always play by the rules. And at the time, I you know this is. This is uh, over 10 years ago, and I I didn't know, actually, no, just almost 10 years ago. But uh, at the time, I didn't know that you had the right to, to face the grand jury and to cross-examine your accuser. Hey, Gus, this is Marta. You just said they don't always play by the rules. Whose rules? That's right. What do you mean? Like, whose rules? Their rules? Well, the, the rules that they have laid out for themselves to work by. It's the Queen of Hearts, man. Yeah, it is. They can make up the rules. But the the rules of common law are are in line. They're supposed to be, uh, when they're dealing with a man, they're supposed to be dealing with the rules of common law. 
and a man has the right to face his accuser. So uh, that's the bottom line. Those are the rules. So how do you so how do you go about eject I mean ejecting common law into their court? Uh, you give them a notice that you evoke your right to common law and that you were denied uh, access to the grand jury and that you require a, uh, a rehearing so that you may face your accuser before the grand jury. Okay. Hmm. See, the, wow. grand, the, the, the prosecutor is only going to give the grand jury the evidence... That he that, that he wants to give them in order for them to to uh, find you indictable. However, right. the, the grand jury is supposed to have access to all the information. They're supposed to look at everything, and they're supposed to judge everything. Well, if they're being denied one side of the story, how the heck are they supposed to come down to a conclusion? It's not a trial, but uh, you, you know. You're still being accused. You have a right to face your accuser, and you have a right to produce uh, to produce evidence in in you know on your behalf or in your own case, uh, so that they can weigh the evidence properly. How, how can they p- properly weigh the evidence if you know? I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but you know, a good prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. Mm. Well, you know, I don't. I'm not particularly fond of that statement. No, me either. Because their job is not their job is to bring out justice. Their job is to is to make sure that the evidence, all the evidence, is reflected uh, before the grand jury before they proceed. No, not just give them just not not just give them what you know something that's going to make your career look like it's uh, like it's glamorous, like you're the number one guy. That's that's not your job. Your job is to is to promote justice. Oh, okay. I have the same beef here with my with the attorney general, and um, I, I testified before a uh, a committee here in the House of Representatives uh, in 2012, and there there were some of the committee members that agreed with me, and some of them, uh, one of them in particular, who was a justice of the peace, uh, he felt very strongly that they had no such obligation to produce uh, the evidence that made their case look like crap. And, you know, I took exception to that. You should, too. You know, you got to put you got to put that in as a notice, though. It, you know, you're a man, and you're, you're giving the court notice that you have a right to face your accuser at all times, and that was a grand jury hearing, and... Uh, you have a right to face your accuser. You have a right to present the grand jury with your side of the story. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yes, I yes. might be wrong. You know, that's my opinion. I might be wrong. You know, I don't know for for a fact, but uh, if you have a right to face your accuser, when does that come? You know, when you're hanging by the end of the rope? Mm. Yeah, I, I would think it, it comes, you know, from day one. The, the minute they charge you, your accuser should be made available for cross-examination. Why should you be under the burden of that charge any longer than you absolutely have to? Wow. 
Yeah, I'm Milius. There's somebody in the background over there, Malik. What? Huh? Is there somebody in the background talking over there, or is that somebody else's phone? I hear a TV yeah, or something in the background. Yeah, that's me. We tried to turn off the line. I don't know what that was. Come on back. Yeah, so. Oh, wow. When do you uh, when do you go back to court? Oh, February two. February. Yeah. There's some feedback. Somebody's got. Uh, if you guys aren't talking, please mute yourself out. I know it's not Mike and it's not Mark because they never feedback. Yeah, I think February. February, okay. Yeah. Who are you uh, who are you working with? Who you got? You got some people that uh, that are helping you out. Well, that's why I'm calling me. You got me. That's why um you know, but that's why I called. Told me to call in tonight. All right. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, there, there's some different Skype groups where people get together. Uh, you can Skype me, uh, Gus dot Breton, G U S dot B R E T O N, and let me know that uh, you're getting a hold of me specifically for common law, because otherwise, uh, I, I get all sorts of weirdos who get a hold of me. So if you're not if you're not telling me why you're getting a hold of me, I'm going to assume that you're just spamming. So uh, and I'll block you. So you know, just just say, hey, I'm getting a hold of you for common law, and. Uh, I'm interested in foreclosures. I'm interested in whatever it is you're interested in. And okay. there's uh, one group where uh, I'll add you to. It's uh, Mike's group, and it's where everybody meets and greets and says hi and airs out their stuff and uh, a lot of good information swapping going on over there. And then uh, once you've got a handle on on uh, you know, the, the kind of information you're really looking for, you can look for a group of people that are, uh, you know, already already focused on that information. Okay. Uh, when I'm supposed to have a friend that's actually looking, so I'm hoping he's getting this information too. Um, you know, he's listening now, so, okay. Good. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah. Wow. But, it, man, you know, it's just amazing because, you know, for so long I was actually thinking that these people was, was actually, you know, actually being, um, yeah, it's February the 18th, a pretrial um, conference, and, and the jury selection is March 4th. Jury selection, March 4th? Yeah. Wow, uh, what's the rush? I, hey. <laughs> Man, I yeah. have no idea. Well, they have a speedy trial rule of 70 days if you're incarcerated, but you're not incarcerated. <laughs> Maybe they think he's going to learn something real quick. <laughs> well, you have a right to, you know, to to get this behind you and move on, but uh, there's no rush. There's there's a lot you need to, to know. That you really need to hook up with some people uh, who can help you out and, and get familiar with your... Uh, with your stuff, you know, one of the problems is is that uh, it, it, it's very involving. You know, I'm helping 
I'm helping some people out with, you know, with family stuff, traffic tickets, you know, different things because I want to learn different, you know, different kinds of research and, you know, so, you know whoever gets a hold of me, I, I try to help them out. But it, it's very time-consuming, especially when you're getting involved with, uh, you know, like something like you're talking about. If, if somebody's going to help you out, they're, gonna, they're really going to have to be involved. And usually the people that are interested in that kind of involvement are also uh, dealing with the same kind of issues. So right. you, you want to deal with people that, you know, with a similar, uh, you know, similar stuff going on. So Skype is a really good place to, to find that. If, if you guys, by the way, uh, if you guys have Skype information where you want people to get a hold of you, uh, just throw it up on the board, on the chat board. The other thing is if you've got a call, like Mike's got a call on Tuesday nights, uh, I've got a call on Wednesday nights. If you've got a call, a talk to you call, where you talk about common law, uh, go ahead and throw it up on the board. You know, We need to hook up. We need to get a lot of people working together. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's showing up good because, I mean, you know, just, I mean, just knowing that, that is it it is still actually common law course is a surprise to me because I didn't thought it would you know, bend no more because when you ask these people about it, they look at you man like like you're crazy. Well the, the you are the you you are the court of record. You carry it wherever you go. You're the man, okay, for instance, in the old days it, it was the king and his court. Wherever the king goes, the court goes with him. And so uh you know, we don't have a king anymore. And the you know, there's all these court decisions that talk about the sovereignty of the king devolved among the people and all this wonderful stuff. But you know, essentially, it comes down to the fact that you are a man and you have a right to face your accuser. You you know, if they're talking about a debt, then you have a right to get a bill for whatever debt to society that you owe, and it needs to be true, post due, and owing and you make payment arrangements, or, you know, whatever the problem is, put it on the table and let me deal with it. But don't be hiding that stuff, you know, waiting to give, you know, to ambush me when we get to court in two months. You know, lay your cards out, tell me what I owe you, and I'll, I'll make good. You know, don't treat me like some scumbag. I'm an, I'm, I'm honorable and I'm willing to pay. If I did you damage, then, you know, show me the actual damage. Uh, you know, I heard Carl last week talking about. Uh, you know, the, uh, Judge Judy calling uh, Idaho about you know, some dog getting killed, and, and they they have a different common law over there than they do in the state where the incident had had happened, and, and he was just using this as an example, and that's what uh, you know that, that's what this comes down to. You know, you lay your cards out, let me know what's going on, and if I've if I've done wrong, I'll I'll make good. But don't ambush me at the last minute, and and don't you know without giving me a chance to defend myself. Right. Okay. <coughs> Another thing is uh, letter writing. Have Have you started writing any letters? Have you gotten into that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. All right. Letter writing is. Uh, Letter writing, the, the more I do it, the more I realize how, how very, very useful it is. A, a friend of mine here, not too far uh, down the street, he, uh, he's he got a tax issue with the state of New York. And so he was, he's been listening to Carl for a while, uh, quite a while, and he wrote a letter to the, uh, the tax board. Uh, this is something to do with a state tax. And 
they um, they sent him a letter back, and it was a generic letter, and he sent it back and then sent it to the department head and said, I require to speak to someone reasonable about this issue. I'm a man, and you know, I really want to resolve this as soon as possible. And uh, you know, the, he courtesy copied the department head and then the next guy up, and he wasn't expecting, you know, he was expecting this to take a long time. And just this past week, he got a phone call from, from the department head, and the department head called him up to, to talk to him about this issue, and he wasn't ready for it, so he told him. He said, hey, I'm on my way to work. I don't have time to talk right now. Let me get back to you. And he called me up, and we talked for a few minutes. And I told him, you know, you require everything in writing. You know, there's no way you can nail all this stuff down, uh, you know, just off the top of your head. You, you know, these guys are very well trained in, in what they do and in their business, and uh, it's a whole lot easier to deal with this in writing. But, you know, he sent out two letters, and he got a great response. He got a phone call. So, uh, yeah, uh, Mo, jump in whenever you want. Uh, so, you know, letter writing allows you to communicate and get stuff on the record. And the purpose of letter writing is always, always, always to produce those letters for the jury. So down the road... When you get before a jury, you know, your letters have to be very reasonable. They have to be non-threatening. They've got to be polite. And uh, you write letters, and when you don't get a response within 10 days, you write another letter. Hey, Bob, I hope everything's all right. I sent you a letter last week. Here's another copy. And uh, if you don't get an answer, you send another letter out, you know, the, the following week and say, hey, Bob, I, I don't know what happened. I haven't heard from you yet, but I'm sending a courtesy copy to your boss and to his boss. Uh, in case you know you've, you've been laid off, or in, you know, in case you've uh, you broke your ankle or something, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sending a courtesy, courtesy copy up the uh, up the chain of command because I'd like to resolve this as soon as possible. And when you write these letters, the uh, you know, you're you're establishing a track record that you can later bring into the court and say, look, I tried to resolve this. I tried to resolve this, you know, five, six times already. They're not communicating with me. They're ignoring me. How am I supposed to resolve this? There there, there wouldn't be a controversy if these guys were talking to me. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the kind of letter you're talking about, yes. I mean, I did that because I, I've actually got me contacted the, um, the agency that was supposed to be, you know, who got all this started, I also contacted the judge. I also contacted the sheriff's department. And the sheriff was the only one that answered me back. Yeah, kind of jump in there, Gus. Hey, Mark. Huh? Anyway, you know, <clears throat> right, yeah, regarding the, the letter writing, yeah, that, that is an important thing. I've uh, squashed two sort of simple things. One was a parking ticket. And one was a um, similar to what you guys have over there in the IRS. We have the HMRC over here. Um, they sent me a letter <coughs> stating, I think I owed them about £350, but my taxes are paid through my uh, my company. So I said, well, my company must have made a mistake. Uh, so I take the money from them. And they come back and said, no, your company hasn't made a mistake. You owe us £300. I thought, well, if I'm paid your own, how can, how can I owe you £300? So they said, well, this is the law, that's the law. So I went back, I said, well, thank you for giving me that legal advice. Can I first have a copy of your legal qualifications and a copy of the public accounts to show where you paid up this £300 in order to recover from me as a debt? Therefore, you know, you should be able to balance your books. 
and it took them two months to get back to me to say you, we, we reviewed the situation and you do not owe the £300 so by writing a simple letter asking for their legal qualifications and a copy of their public accounts would have showed them up so they didn't want to get involved with that one so they backed off so yeah the, the letter writing is important and, and it can actually save you going to court Wow. Well, like I said, I'm, I mean, I, yes, I, I have actually did some letter writing, like I said, and I wrote in, and the sheriff was the only one that responded back, and he told me, said that the only reason that he came out because he was asked to come out, and I said, you know, so I asked him, I said, well, who did I damage, or who did I injure? And he said, well, right. well, well, what you can do there, you say, right, well, somebody asked me to come out, you can say, right, well, the, the Nuremberg defense is no excuse, just because somebody told you to come out didn't mean to say you had to. Well, yeah, you know, but hey, I mean, but they did anyway, you know, so, and. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying, like, where, where most of people tend to go wrong, and I have actually seen this in the past, and I'm a victim of it, me myself, is when you're going back and you're being sort of vexatious with them, you know, just. Just pick up on the simple thing, you know, you think, well, yeah, uh, you know, when they come back and say, well, somebody told me to, to come out. Oh, okay, well, 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 who is this somebody who told you to come out? Right, and nine times out of ten, they won't give you their name. So you say, okay, well, because you won't give me their name, right, I'm not going to hold you responsible. <laughs> you know, so because cause what you're doing is, right, you're trying to conceal this person. So as far as I'm concerned, you're concealing a fraud. Uh, so therefore, I'm not going to... Um, put it on your shoulders. I mean, it was similar to that, that parking ticket what I did for a friend of mine. Uh, you know, they, they said, uh, you're, you're overparked. Um, me, me mate actually he paid to park his car. The ticket had fallen off because the because of the sunlight, the heat in his car. The ticket fell off. And it went through all this rigmarole. And like I said, I, I just killed it with a couple of letters. And I just said, right, is the money actually owed to you? And does the actual car park belong to you, the council? And they come back and say, well, um, uh, no, no, it doesn't belong to us. So why are you trying to make money from some property that doesn't even belong to you? Well, this car park attendant put the, put the sticker on your, on your windscreen. Right, okay, well, give me his name. Give me the name of the, of the man or the woman who actually stuck the sticker on my car windscreen. Well, I'm not obliged to give you that. Not a problem. Right, okay, so the book now lies with you. And I've got your name, right? So because you're going to try to protect him, what you're doing is you are concealing a fraud. And they, they, they still try to push it. I mean, they said, uh, we're now taken to court. We're going to get a charge on your vehicle. So I went to this court, and the court law back and said, there's now a charge on your vehicle, which means the council can now collect on it. So all I did was I just voided the order. I just went back and said, well, you can't because... This particular court, which we have over here, which is called Northampton Bulk Centre, it's not even a court. It's only an administrative court, so it's not even a court of law. And when I went back, I said, right, well, there's a void order. I'm voiding it, A, because you're not even an equity court, so you, you don't even understand equity. So how can you get involved with this? And they wrote a lovely letter back to, to me to my friend who said, uh, we do not understand the void order because none of us in this court are legally qualified. So I went back to, well, what more do I need to say? But you said you've made a charging order on this guy's property and you've just admitted none of you in that court is legally qualified. Well, there's another reason why your order is void. And he's not heard a thing since. So simple things like picking up like on the simplest things rather than sort of getting involved like with their issues 
right? It's like, you know, say, well, under the Road Traffic Act, blah, 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 you, you must do this. Okay, no problem. You're not going to argue the fact of the Road Traffic Act or the, the wording of the Road Traffic Act. All you say is, well, thank you for giving that legal advice. I wasn't aware of the Road Traffic Act, but however, thank you for giving that legal advice. Could you please give me your legal qualifications? And then they come back and say, well, we're not legally qualified, and therefore you have committed a criminal offence straight away in order to extort information or funds from me. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to make a claim against you. And they back right off and let them alone. <clears throat> okay, okay, and that's my next question. I, you know, I hear people say, you know, make a claim against them, but how do you put a claim against them? We're just going to fill a claim for me, and it's any, any, so any, any court where you can make a claim, uh, which Carl says is, is Queen's Bench, you're just going to put a claim in. Now, you know, you, 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 may, you may need to pay for it, and okay. I mean, like, we're actually in the process of trying to uh, get our claims in for free. There is a few things which I'm going to try with a case that I've got coming up, but to save all that hassle, just pay for it, just go get your claim in. Okay, do you mean okay? Do you mean a a a, a complaint? No, a claim. Okay, well, see, that's what we're saying. Okay, down here, when we try to file a claim, these people think think that we're crazy. Right. Well, no. Right. So, well, what, what what I would do if you go down and file a claim, this this is how I would do it. I would actually just go in. And if if they if they look at you and you're sort of crazy, they say, "Okay, no problem. Right? I'm just going to sit in the waiting room until you get me a judge, because I'm going to file this claim with a judge, right? Or what you can do is you can put file on demand, which means it go it bypasses the clerk and goes straight to the judge anyway. You say file because, on demand? Yeah, you put you just say file on demand, or you write on your envelope file on demand. That way it bypasses the clerk and goes straight to the judge. Okay, a file on demand. Yeah, file, right, because what file on demand is doing is, right, it's, it's said to the judge that the woman at the desk has tried to do her job, right, she's tried to do her job to, to fob you off, and it hasn't worked because you said no, file on demand, and you pour it in, and it has to go straight before a judge, right, because none of these, none of these administrative uh, office workers are legally qualified, so they can't say, oh, no, you can't put this in, or you haven't done this right, you haven't done that right, all you're saying is, listen, I just want to proclaim it. There's no law to say I have to fill in a certain form to file a claim. Right? Now, you're public servants, you're paid for by the public taxpayer, therefore, right, I require you to do your job to file my claim. If you're only able to do that, right, well, therefore, you're in the wrong job. And then what you can do is just sit in the court until it's like sort of closing time, or closing time for them, and when they come on and say, well, the court is about to close, you say, no, no, you just get me a judge. Say, no, the court's about to close. You say, no, the court doesn't close. The courts are open 24-7-365. So I'll sit here right, until you get me a judge. Wow. Now, if, if, if they refuse to get you a judge, and you know, they, they threaten you like, with security to get uh, security to remove you, well, all you say to security is, right, you, you lay one finger on me, and I'll have you for a common assault. Because what you're doing now is like, you're, you're interfering with my right to file a claim. So the only thing they can do is call the police, right? So when the police come down and say, right, well, we hate to remove you, well, you do the same thing with them. You lay one finger on me and I'll have you for a common law assault. So if they say, well, no, you're breaching this law, you're breaching that law, all right, okay, so you're, you're making a judicial decision, okay, right, well, let's get a judge down here now because I'm going to call court now, right? Because you, you just made a judicial decision on me, 
Right, well, okay, well, we're here in court. Let's call court now. Let's go to judge him. So when they get the judge in, you've, you've got what you've, what you've gone for. You've got the judge. So you can say, okay, well, I'm here. There's my claim. File it. Mm. But, like I said, don't go in and be sort of nasty with them. Just say, no, no, the, the, the courts are open 24-7, aren't they? And you go, yeah, yeah, okay, right, well, I'll sit here and wait until you get me a judge. 24-7? The courts are open 24-7, 365 days of the year. That's new to me. Well, <laughs> it shouldn't be. It's, it's, it's there. The, the, court, the courts are open 24-7. And if they, if they want to pass an emergency uh, act, they, they, they will hold court 3 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Okay. And like I said, it's your, it's your court, you pay for it out of the taxes, out of your, your taxes, they are there working for you. If not, well, what you do, you thank them for confirming they're running a private business. Now, you want their private business to step aside so you can conduct your public business. Wow. Man, I mean, I, I, I mean this is, you know, this is, this is interesting to me because, like I said, you know, when I try to file a claim, you know, Actually, against you know whoever was moving the court. I mean, they're looking at me like, man, we don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, they won't do. They won't do because all they do is they just understand their their private legislation. They don't understand the public legislation, the common law. They don't understand that. Well, that's 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 not your problem. Mm. That ain't your problem at all. That's <laughs> that's that's theirs. You know, say, oh, so if you if you don't understand common law, well, therefore you you're working for the wrong people. Wow. Mm. So some things, some things there for you to uh, sort of um, have a ponder over. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this is interesting because, you know, like I said, we, I mean, we, I mean, we spent so much time down there, man. These people looking at us, you know, sending us from one person to the next, and everybody yeah. saying, "No, we don't know what you're talking about." Even the guy that was elected to be the clerk of court, he's looking at, you know, he's saying, man, no, you can't do that here. Right, well, if you say, no, you can't do that, you say, excuse me, whose name is on that claim? Is it your name or is it my name? Wow. So, so you're interfering with my claim? <laughs> no, 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 no. When you're saying, I can't file this, say, no, no, the, the, the name on that claim actually is, it's my name that's on there, it doesn't say your name. So are you telling me that you have an interest in this in this matter? Well, if so, right, well, please produce your claim. Hmm. Let me, as Sherry just said there, how, how do you know until, until you try it? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've used this time and time again when I've gone into court, you know, when they, they sent this warrant out for, for my arrest. So all I did was I phoned them up. I said, right, I'm in receipt of your threat. And they said, what do you mean you threat? <laughs> I mean, we see this threat, you threat to trespass me property, right? Okay, I want a whole court now, I'm coming down. No, no, you need to make an appointment. No, no, you issue this threat, I'm coming down. And I went down, and it totally caught them on the up. And I had this, this clerk who was trying to, trying to convene court, and I said, it's not your court. I've got my court record in, I've got my claim in, and she just couldn't get anything on me at all. And she kept saying, well, you, you actually owe this money to, you actually, well, it was actually for a fine, and they said, you actually owe um, 
money to, to the court, you, you were fined. I said, well, who's the court? And she's like, uh, well, who's the court? Okay, because I want the court to step in that witness box because I want to face my accuser. And they couldn't. They couldn't do it. And all she said was, right, well, I'm ordering you to continue paying what you have been paying. I said, you can't do that. You do not have jurisdiction to make any orders. You are just a mere clerk. So, when I came out, I asked for a copy of the rest warrant because they wouldn't give me a copy of it. Um, I was promised a copy when I went out. They refused to give it to me. So, I did a, a, an SAR request, a subject access request, and the local court refused to give it to me. So, I just went to the main court down in London. I said, we seem to have a problem up here in Blackpool. Blackpool Magistrates Court seemed to be running their court as some private business. And they refused to give me a copy of the arrest warrant, which I'm entitled to see, because it has my name on it. And that court said, not a problem, leave that with us. And sure enough, they got me a copy of the arrest warrant. And there wasn't any judge's signature, there wasn't a seal on it. So what I've done now is I have put in a claim to the court. I've voided this clerk's order there, based on the fact that she didn't have jurisdiction to be acknowledged in the first place. And then I put my claim in, and I haven't paid the fine for three months, and they haven't bothered me. You know? Wow. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. Then how did you handle when you actually tried to file stuff into the file stuff into the court by writing, you know, by writing it, but now they trying to um, to get some judge to actually say no, we can't even put nothing to the record. No, no, right. What 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 I did was because they were bringing a claim against, well, they would bring a complaint against me. I actually put my claim in on top of their on top of their claim. So I just used their claim number and just put my claim on top of theirs because all theirs was was a complaint. So I just put my claim in on top of theirs using their using their complaint number. And oh, it was okay. okay. So you saying that we can use their complaint number? On our claim. Well, that's what that's what I did. Wow. Because because all all theirs is is just a complaint. Yours is a claim. <laughs> okay, no problem. Right. So so their their complaint, right? Well, it, it means nothing. So, right, okay. Well, I'm actually going to use that that complaint number as my claim number. Uh huh. Okay. Because see that yeah because see that was the problem we was having. We was trying to get get you know a claim number. They wouldn't give us none, so we just can use their complaint number as a claim number. Yeah, right. So basically, all you do is when you when you actually go in there, you you have a copy of your court record, and when you actually get in there, you just um, you just hand the court record to the uh, like the the, the court the, the, the well we have court ushers over here, and I say give that to the judge or give it to the magistrate, and then once they've got it, I just say right served, you got it. Nothing for nothing more for me to say. Everything, everything I need to say is in that court record. Bob, you hear that? Hey, Bob, why don't you take a second ex and explain what yes. you mean by the court of record? Right. Well, the, Your the claim. Court of record, yeah, the, well, the, the, court, the court of record is... Because <laughs> I know this is where you struggle. Uh, it's, it's your claim. It's your cause of action. It's the statement of facts. So when you're doing your cause of action and you are doing what 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 the cause of action is, it's the story from start to finish, right? Um, hang, hang on, hang on. 
You want to talk to you about Carl's work and nobody knows what a quarter record is. This one don't. No, so that's what I'm trying to explain. Okay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you have your claim, and like I say, your claim is simple, right? So your claim could be trespass on your property, right? Uh-huh. And then you, you sign it, you date it, you put that in. That's your claim. Your cause of action is the story from start to finish, right? So it could be like every sort of step of the way where, you know, like somebody arrested you, right? There's one uh, misdemeanor, what they've done against you. Well, there's one trespassing your property. Then they threw you in the cell. So there's another trespassing your property. So what you're doing is you put like all these trespassing your property in as a story. That is your cause of action. And what happens is with the cause of action is when you're going through, you say, right, well, um, I was, I was, I was handcuffed. Please see the, the uh, statement from PC, blah blah blah. Exhibit one A. And then in your statement of facts, you will have Exhibit 1A, which is the police statement, right? So once you've got that, right, then you, um, you, you, you've got your story, like from start to finish, you've got all your evidence in there, like your statement of facts is your evidence, right? it's all your exhibits, right? And then all you do then is you just put your remedy in, and your remedy is what you want the court to do, or what you're ordering the court to do, because if you don't put your remedy in, the judge will make the remedy for you, and he will work in favour of the other side. So unless you get your remedy in, right, you will not get your order. So that is your court record. So your court record is your claim, your cause of action, your statement of facts. Um, it can also be, uh, I'm to um, you can also put like a, uh, a notice of limine, which is limiting the other side from speaking. So say, for example, if you've written a letter to the other side requesting information or evidence and they have withheld it, what you can then do is say, right, okay, well, I'll accept your silence as the fact that you don't want to give me the evidence, like not trying to conceal a fraud. So if they try and discuss that in court, once you've got your uh, limitation in to stop them from speaking about that matter, they can't speak because they've, they've had the opportunity to do it before court and they didn't want to do it. So you stop them from doing it before you get into court. But that is all your court record. Your court record is everything in writing. That's what the record is. Okay. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. As the old saying is, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, but the only person that's moving the court is the Attorney General. No. So that's the only person we going after? No. Why, why is it just the Attorney General? He's the person that's representing the, the, the United States. How can he represent the, the United States? Was he born to represent him? So he was born Mr. Attorney General, was he? No, he took an oath. He, he, well, like, he took an oath, didn't he? He took an oath. He had to uphold the, uphold the law of the land, not, not well, statutory legislation. Wait, wait, wait. Let me work. No, no, no. You see, this is Aaron. you're talking bullshit because you're, you're thinking that legal is different to lawful. Right so, I'm talking, right, so I'm talking bullshit, right? So, right? so you're telling me you understand every legal act in this country, yeah? No. No, no, right. no, no one's bound to know all the law. Right, well, there, there you go, then. Right, yeah, so... All right, yeah, moving on. But, like, what I'm saying to you is... is you're, you're, you're claiming that you, that you can go into a court case and do this, yeah? But, like, this, 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 you're talking shit. You, you, you're talking shit. Right, okay, right, okay. Why do you have to be so disrespectful? Why can't you just say, I don't, I don't think that you're talking <laughs> sense? 
because it's not because I tell you why because there'll be people listening to this who, who, who are in um, desperate situations and you're, you're feeding them this shit so they're thinking that they can go into a court and do this when in fact nobody anywhere has ever done it everything really? hold- hang on hang on do you know nobody anywhere has ever done it Right, right, so can you try, can you prove that? Can you prove to me that you've done oh, that? Oh, here we go. Can you, can you prove it? Why does anyone need to prove anything? You're just talking about lawful things and you, you can't even prove anything. I'll tell you something. <laughs> right, listen, right, you, right, I, I can, uh, I can, who can I go to? Um, right, Jedi Knight. Uh, you can go to him, you can speak to him because he's heard the recording. Uh, we've got uh, Jason Essex, he's heard the recording, well, I've done a few uh, court cases. Can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? Go All on. you have to do, go onto Google Scholar, type in Carl Rudolph Lent, click case law, and see what you find up. Carl Lent has never, ever had any success in court whatsoever. He's a fraud. It's <laughs> like you really? guys. Yeah. User talking shit. It's all bollocks what you're You're a disrespectful person You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I got on the call because I wanted help, you know, and and the guy was explaining something to me, and I mean, and I was lacking what you know he was saying, but I don't know who this guy was that said, you know, I mean, whatever he just got finished saying. Right. Look, look I I would not tell anybody to go and do something which I haven't done myself. Right. Now we've just we've just uploaded a a recording that I did in a course. Right. Now what I did. Um, I actually placed the court on notice that it would be a court of record. And what I did, when I got into court, I took the dictaphone out and I put it on the desk in front of the judge. And the judge never questioned it. And I pressed record. Right. Um, is, is this for a criminal offence or a civil? It was for a... Well, it was... <laughs> they tried to mix it, right, because it was... A, Apparently, he didn't give any information to the court regarding income and expenditure, but he hadn't been charged with anything. And this is what we're trying to find out, what he'd actually been charged with. And the courts were trying to jump the gun by trying to say he's going to go to prison if he fails to give the court his income and expenditure sheet. And it, it was about three attempts the judge tried to get jurisdiction over us. So first of all, she just said... Are you willing to give your income and expenditure details? All I said was, uh, I require leave of the court two minutes while I write down the answer. And I told her to refer to the court of record. So we call it to sign the day, we give it to the judge. Then she said, do you realise the consequences of what would happen if you first give us your income and expenditure details? So I wrote the same thing out again. Please refer to the court of record. Signed it, dated, given to the judge. On the third attempt, she said, if you do not give us your income and expenditure details, I can send you to prison. Right? So straight away, she then issued a threat. So 
So all we put on, on paper was, right, this is a claim of, and I put on my, my friend's name, right, if the judge feels she has a has the authority to trespass on I, a man, and my friend's name, property, we require that judge to submit her claim now. Sign it, date it, and we give it to the judge, right, and the judge then adjourned the case. And she adjourned it to make a warrant for his arrest and make him to appear in court to explain why he would not give his income and expenditure details. I thought, what we already hear you for that. What she was doing was, because we got the court recording, it was in our court, she couldn't move. The only way she could move was by um, adjourning the case, hoping that he would be arrested and brought before a different court where there wouldn't be a court recording, and bingo, they would be able to grab him. So what I did, I uh, we waited for her order coming out saying that I'd been a, a warrant for his arrest made, but she didn't. So what I said, uh, well what I did, I actually put in a void order, and then I put a claim in against the judge for exceeding her public jurisdiction, right? And I submitted that to both the county and magistrates, and he hasn't been arrested. Now this, this was back in back in August, and he hasn't been arrested. Right, and I've got that on recording, right? So if, you, if, if this, if, if you're saying, right, it's bullshit, right? I've got the recording there. It's, it's, it's in a forum, right? If you want to email me, right, a deadbeat dead association, record up your care, right? I'll send you a copy of the recording, right? And I'll prove what I'm saying isn't bullshit. But I'll tell you what, right? Let me say something. I, I'm not, it, what, what you've just said there, I'm not disputing that happened. I'm not disputing that them things that you said there happened. But, have you, have you took any time to think that maybe it was something to do with the other party side? Maybe they hadn't, have, have, like, you know what I mean? I don't know, ticked any boxes, sides or something. The other side, right, had a solicitor working for them, right? Though this was a firm of solicitors who hired a barrister to work for them, right? This firm of solicitors couldn't even be bothered to turn up. They couldn't even give proof that they'd actually paid up any money to um, benefit my, my colleagues. So I put all that in. Right? So when I got in there, the solicitor's barrister, right, when, when I went in, I give him a copy of the court record. He says, I'm not accepting that. And he threw it on the floor. And I said, well, you're being served. He says, you can't prove it. I said, well, uh, the camera that's above your head, that's on the ceiling, right, will be recording, right? I said, and I'm sure if I go downstairs and get a copy of security, that camera will show me handing you this court record. Right? And when we went in there, he actually sat down and he went through the paperwork and that barrister said to the judge, I think we better let this man start this case because he gave me some paperwork. I don't really understand it, but it looks like he's relevant to the case, so let's let this man start the case. And I did. I started the case and the only thing I said to the judge was, are you in receipt of the court record? And she said, I am um, I'm in receipt of this bundle. I said, well, if you want to call it a bundle, that's fine. So long as I know you're in receipt of the court record. And that was the only thing I said, apart from when she asked me a question, I just said, I require leave of the court two minutes in order for me to provide you with an answer. And I put on that, I require the judge to act accordingly. I am pleased to refer to the court record. There's nothing more I can say in this court to make this court record any more clearer. I've got my friend to sign and date it, and we give it to the judge, and we took the, we took the win complete ourselves, which took control of the court. Thank you, Mom. Hey, no uh, worries. If you guys, if 
you guys are uh, not speaking, please hit star six and just mute yourself out. I'd appreciate it. There's uh, yeah. some background noise. I've, I've been trying not to mute anybody. Else. Right, right. Well, I'm going to. Sorry. Yeah. Right, guys. I'm going to mute myself out. Okay. All right. Thanks, Paul. Okay. No worries. Take it easy, lads. Take care. Hi, Gus. How are you? Hey, Quiller. I think your phone was making noises, so I sent you that text yeah, message. Yeah. I, I want to apologize to everybody. I'm actually doing a towel job. I text calls some pictures of what I'm doing. But I wanted to be uh, on the call, so I'm going to mute myself out unless I have something to say. Okay, uh, sorry, everybody. Please forgive me. Thank you. All right. All right. Hey, floor's open. Anybody got something? Uh, Malik, you still there? I'm still here. All right. You got something else you want to chime in about? Well, I'm just, you know, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm just shocked, man, because I didn't realize that all this could be done. I think oh, you should, uh, if you don't have a Skype account already, I think you should go to Skype.com and set up a Skype account. That way you can get put in a Skype group with a bunch of people that can ask questions and get ideas from. Okay. Is Cole coming on here tonight? What's that? Is, is Cole coming on here tonight? Uh, I'm sure he will, yeah. He's... Uh, he's He's going to, uh, well, he was on his way home to pick up his sister, and they're going to grab a bite to eat, and uh, he'll be back on uh, shortly. Well, I'll jump back on in a bit then, anyway. All right. Okay, well, listen, um, guys, I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, and I'll be getting back on, you know, on a little bit later. Um, okay. But I thank you all for so far. That was loud. I think that's, uh, Joe, is that you? Oh, no. better. Uh, Guest 32's got his hand up. Go ahead. Hello? Hello? Guest 32? This is Rory. Howdy. Who? Rory. Rory, hey, how you doing? This is yeah. Gus. Hey, how'd it go? Uh, I've been looking to get you uh, added on. I got to see your talk show site and Skype stuff, and well, I got like a small list of stuff, and like, it sounds like quite a few people, quite a few people are having IRS issues. Um, I, my personal issue is is I've gone through the three-step process, uh, kind of the conditional acceptance and blah blah, and um, this is like my third time through it. So I was kind of interested to know what. Well. I kind of keep chuckling. I keep chuckling about it actually because each time it's kind of almost similar. I'll, I'll send them the second uh, second one. You don't have me information and where's the contract and stuff of that nature. And I get back something that says, "Well, give us forty five more days to look at it." <laughs> yeah. You know, from from a levy notice to levy to we need forty five more days to look at it. So I I chuckle about it. So I guess I'm just kind of wondering, do I need to even bother with much more? And going ahead further, or what exactly is kind of the next step? Because I have three a, times. I, I mean, have a real hard time with giving anybody uh, 
advice to begin with, but give, giving him information regarding the IRS because the the consequences can be so so nasty. Um, mm-hmm. Gotta be ready for know. court, really. Yeah, and so I've been I've been working out my own salvation there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, every morning I get up and uh, I, I make it a point to think of my letter to the IRS and what it's going to sound like when I write it. And I've been working on this for probably two and a half, three weeks now, really, because I really got to get one out there. And I wrote Mm -hmm. them 11 letters. I I got nothing back. And uh, I'm I'm 50 years old. Are you about that age, you you younger? I'm 40, yeah. Okay. I'm 40, Uh, yeah. When I I grew up, I I remember watching uh, Dracula and the werewolf. And before that, you know, for for people that are a little older, they had the, the old black and white movies. You know, creature mm-hmm. double feature, and the you know, so there's uh, you get these storytellers that are telling you stories, and they make their money promoting fear. And mm-hmm. so when I when I was a little boy, you know, the storytellers made money from from feeding me this this fear stuff about Dracula and you know the the werewolf and so on. And as I got older, uh, I, you know, some other storytellers called CPAs and accountants told me about the IRS man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and as I got older and I realized these are stories and that I'm a man and that I don't have a contract with them and they, the government exists for the benefit of man to secure rights, to protect property and, and not to cause harm to man, I realized that uh, these things that I had agreed to under, the, under fear uh, are no longer necessary. And it's time for me to address these things. And so the letter that I'm going to write is going to sound like that. It's going to say, hey, you know, I know government exists for this purpose. And I, I uh, you know, fear was promoted to me when I was a kid. And then again, later on as a, as a young man. And then as time went on over the last 20 years, I've heard about the queen and the pope and the reptoids. And, you know, there's always somebody promoting some kind of fear. And uh, and I've had enough. You know, if you've got a bill for me that you say is true, due, and owing, I'll pay it. You you verify that bill in open court. You know, you testify that there's actually a debt, and I'll pay it. That's it. That's the bottom line. And it's the bottom line with any kind of debt. So, uh, do I have any advice? Not really. Or, you know, but uh, you know, approach somebody man to man. You know, the commissioner, the secretary of the treasury, I mean, somebody, uh, I don't know who's the responsible party that's, you know, that uh, that, that you're going to address. Uh, I'm going to pick mine and I'm going to, you know, send that letter out and say, I'm looking for somebody who's willing to be responsible. Put your name down on a bill, send it to me, and if I can't pay it in one shot, I'll make payment arrangements. You know, but, uh, but I've had enough. You know, it's enough of this fear stuff. So that's that's where I'm at with it. Still there, Rory? I can't hear you if you're talking. You might have muted yourself out. Star six to unmute. All right. Well, floor's open. Anybody got something? Hi, Gus. This is Quill again. I'd like to ask you a quick question. Um, I think I have an answer to it, but just to be sure, um, if my friend, he got a 
threatened that they're going to start foreclosure on him on where he's at. So basically, but no one signed that letter. It's Wells Fargo. But it's like no man or woman, you know, signed that letter. So I, my advice to him was to find who is the CEO of the bank or whomever, and he write a letter to that man. Similar to what you just said, that's basically what I had in mind of doing. You know, not word for word you use, but any man or woman have a verified claim okay, that I owe a debt, please come forth with their claim, basically. And I was willing to pay all my debt, so. Is there, there must be an attorney involved? Not yet. He hasn't reached that point. This is the early stages. He just got threatened right. that somebody wrote him a letter, so. And yeah. no man or woman is on that letter. Well, definitely letter writing is definitely what you want to do, and you mm-hmm. definitely want to uh, get in touch. You know, anytime you can stay out of court, you know, it's a good day. So okay. if you can handle all this stuff by letter writing and, and, and uh, finding out, you know, you, you write a letter to, uh, the, you know, not just the CEO, but uh, start much, much lower down the chain and just write a letter to every department you can think of that you can find and say, this is, you know, this is the issue I'm dealing with. I'm looking for a man or a woman that I can speak to to resolve this issue. Uh, please forward me some information about who I should call. You know, give me the name of, of a man or a woman that's responsible enough to uh, to speak to me about this, who has authority to uh, help me settle the account or get caught up or make arrangements, payment arrangements, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, offering Offering to make payments, okay, if you're offering to make payments of $200 a month until you get back up on your feet, they, they mm-hmm. can't deny that. They have to accept the payments because they, they can't cause harm to a man simply because a man is, uh, you know, is $100 short one month. So, what, you know, whatever, uh, but, you know, that that's something you've you got to include in your letters is letting them know, look, I'm willing to pay. I'm, I'm trying to make good. I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm a little bit behind. And uh, you know, please let me know who I should be talking to. I, I want to talk to a man or a woman, somebody that uh, that can you know can talk to me in living voice, you know, or a real man, real woman. Okay. Yeah, pump those letters out, and uh, if you don't get a response within ten days, uh, send another cycle of letters out, and just include more people, and just just keep piling those letters out there, and they're going to take you seriously definitely before the third round. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Sure. I made it back. Hey. Did you hear okay. any of that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the computer, too, so I put it back up to my ear and was listening. Okay. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been... I don't know if anybody's familiar with Rob Ryder. I kind of was doing stuff with him for a while back in the day, and that kind of kind of got to the pinnacle of it all. We weren't sure what to do, and now I'm kind of, I would say, I found You're breaking up, Larry. Uh, you're breaking up. I think I lost you again. You're gone. Just come back in whenever you get back on. 
there's uh if you guys wanna let me, I mean you don't have to put your hand up if there's uh some uh you know, if there's no conversation going on, just jump right in. Unless you're if you're muted and you can't unmute yourself, uh star eight, put your hand up and I'll uh, I'll unmute you but you should all be able to unmute yourselves. Going to include invoices with my IRS return letters. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. What's the invoice for? <laughs> ah, Ports, you're funny. Oh, hey, anybody just jump in? I'm just gonna keep making noise so everybody knows the uh, noise. That knows that their speakers are working. I'm sure what works for some entities may not work for IRS. Well, again, uh, you guys, uh, when Carl went up to, I think it was British Columbia, he went and visited Al up there, and I think the other guy he visited uh, was a guy by the name of Jason. And they're dealing with the Canadian... Uh, version of the IRS, and that's basically what they're doing, and they've got uh, roughly 600 people whose cases are all on hold because these guys are all willing to pay the bill. They just they just give me the bill, and I'll pay the bill. You you verify that thing in open court, and I'll be happy to make payment arrangements. I'll I'll, I'll pay it. You know, so there's no controversy. They're they're waiting for the bill. And uh, I don't see why it would be any different for us over here. And that goes for, you know, that, that goes for uh, any anybody that's considered a creditor, or your your mortgage company. Or it doesn't matter if there, if somebody says that you owe money and you're willing to make payments on it, uh, they they cannot harm a man. They, they have to be willing to accept those payments. Hey God. Can you hear me? This is Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on and doing the show. Oh, Carl, uh, stuff in state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ordered something off of Amazon. This is this is minuscule, so I'm being make it quick. Like uh, $33.77, right? I ordered it using a credit card. It came in the mail. And then uh, just yesterday, I ordered it like the 10th, 11th. December. Just yesterday, I got a letter in the mail from a collection agency regarding Amazon, regarding that particular order. Now, I remember that I used to have a credit card on Amazon, and but that credit card has since been voided out, and I got a new one. So I used the old credit card, I guess. It was on Amazon, and it didn't go through, but it went through anyway, and they sent me the stuff. Would it... I mean, they should have called me or sent me, you know, an email or something, but they went straight to collections, and it's not even been, like, 30 days. I don't know. I just find that kind of rude. That is kind of rude, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all. I just, I just got the letter today. I looked yeah, at it. That's not all. What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Um, probably going to call Amazon and the original amount. You know, this is Amazon from, doing it? 
They want that. Oh, they want they want the thirty three dollars plus a twenty five dollar uh, transaction fee or whatever. And uh, I just don't feel that transaction fee is fair valid. Uh, I think it's a bunch of crap. But, so this is an item. This is an item that you bought, and yeah. it was delivered already. Yeah, I got it. I owe the money. I looked at my bank account. It didn't come out. I know I bought it, but I bought it with yeah. a credit card that I haven't updated on Amazon. So it's kind of. I mean, I'm not trying to dispute the thing, but I'm just letting you know there. That's kind of rude. I mean. I'm <laughs> Send them a letter that uh, yeah, let them know that uh, this this extra fee is unreasonable and causes harm to a man, and uh, you require it removed. Uh, that uh, you know that there's no basis for it. That's what right. they say. Yep. Cool. I mean, uh, that's basically what I'm going to do. I just because just nobody else was talking, I figured I'd come on and share something. Oh, and I haven't got a letter. I haven't got anything back from the judge um, to amend the contract that I got into. If anybody recalls what Carl talked about. Still on the first letter? Yep. I haven't received anything yet. So you just saying that, like send out another slew of letters, that's going to happen. Yeah, every 10 days. If you figure, um, you can send a letter cross-country in three days, four days. You know, so if they get a letter... And they answer it back, and you know, within a couple of days, and it takes four days to get back to you. I think Mike was saying he waits 12 days, but you know, there's no reason to wait 30 days. So you right. know, every couple of weeks, you should be sending out a letter. All right, I'm gonna mute out. I'm gonna listen. All right. Hey Gus. I'm back. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, this is Robin in Alabama. And, hey, Robin. Uh, Hey, I I had a quick question. Um, I've been on before. We talked about um, a speeding ticket issue that my husband had, and anyway, we we filed a claim uh, against the prosecutor and the judge um, for trespass for proceeding, uh, moving forward with a complaint without jurisdiction, and we you know put all these documents in. Anyway, just we just got a response today from the attorney and. Somehow they've flipped our claim into a complaint. They've called us plaintiffs and their defendants, and I'm just wondering um, what's the best way to handle that and flip it back into a claim. So, uh, I'm sorry, I was distracted by the board. I really shouldn't watch the board when I'm listening to somebody. So there was a traffic issue. You put in a claim. They converted some. Of the, they converted it into a complaint. And yeah, to, uh, and and we just got a response from the attorney, the defendant's sir. attorneys, um, for a motion to dismiss. And of course, they're calling us plaintiffs, and that was never in the claim. And um, when we filed the claim, we also filed a notice that said, you know, we're we're the cover sheet that we filled out is for filing, you know, ease of filing only. It does not convert the claim. So we have all that in there initially, and yet they've converted it anyway. Yeah, they're going to do that anyway. Did, is this some, is this a claim that you filed outright, or is this something you're attaching to the existing complaint from the uh, from the speed, from the traffic t- issue? Uh, this is a separate claim in a different court. Okay. 
So you okay? So you, you put in a claim you, you, uh, for ease of filing purposes only, and they went and and so the next thing to do is to uh, is to put in notices into the court that the the nature of the prosecutor is a man, that the character of the man is that of a prosecutor, that there is no plaintiff, there's is, there is only a prosecutor and a wrongdoer. So what you want to do is you you know you do these short notices that explain uh, you know that you are a man a woman moving an, an action in a common law court a court of record uh, that you seek a trial by jury and uh, you know look at Carl's paperwork go to Carl's website broadmind.org and you can see his paperwork you can see his notices. Uh, yeah, and I looked at that, and I know they did something with him. They they flipped his around, and I thought he ended up canceling, dropping that whole case and restarting a new one because they converted well, it. Well, if you listen to um, to the audio, it was like a week and a half before he started that case. He said he was just going to put one in there so people can see you know, some of the paper that he does. And, and he made it actually... Uh, the recordings like number two, number three, four, five, right in that series, right at the beginning, and uh, it's been a while since I listened to him, so I forgot the the numbers. But he was saying that uh, he was putting this out as a sample. So when they messed with it, he put in notices. But that's basically the step you're at. You know, they've they've um, they're converting your claim into a complaint. So you can write a letter to the to the uh, to the building manager, and which you know is usually the the chief judge. So whoever the man or the woman is that's in that position, you know, dear Susie, I uh, started a claim in this court uh, and was given given a file number uh, of of such and such, and I see that this I see that my claim has been converted into a complaint. Uh, required to know the law, uh, which allows the you know your your clerk to uh, to uh, to convert this to 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 do this, and and that's it, just a simple letter, and and see what happens. But the, you know this letter writing stuff is really important because that's uh, those letters are the more reasonable your letter is, the more likely it is to get results because if you're writing like um, screwy stuff uh, stuff that nobody understands then they're not going to be too concerned about you showing that letter to a jury someday but if you write a very reasonable letter asking a very reasonable question then you're very likely to get results and, and get results rather quickly because it makes them look bad when they don't answer and so you did file a claim you did file it uh, you did use their form, and, and let the building manager know. Let Susie know that you know I use this form for filing purposes only to file my claim because the clerk told me I had to use this paper. You know, just explain to her whatever the facts are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we and we did just um, send a notice to the the head clerk regarding this because when they sent back the proof of service, they sent back with plaintiff and um, defendant. So we. So we did send her a notice, um, but I guess I'm also wondering now that since this attorney's responded with the motion to dismiss, I'm wondering how if we need to respond to him at all. 
and just the, say, who are you? So the, the attorney responded, in your case? Yeah. We just got that in the mail today with a All motion right. to dismiss. So You're going to be looking to put in a notice. Uh, eventually, uh, one of the things that, uh, our, that Carl has talked about is putting in uh, a notice to seal the case. So basically, when you file your claim, you put in your claim, your cause of action, you know, what you're seeking for a remedy, you put in your notices, you, you put all this stuff in, and in, including a notice to seal the case until the jury is seated, and then uh, you, you put in only copies of your paperwork. You don't put in the originals. The originals are going to be presented to the jury. So uh, this is the kind of stuff that uh, helps eliminate or not so much eliminate this from happening because they're going to do it anyway, but it does give you uh, the grounds for questioning what they're doing. Uh, I think I heard Mike wanting to jump in there. Is that you, Mike? Oh, sorry. No, it was Rhonda that goes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to ask a question because I, I thought she was talking about the attorney uh, poking his nose in somewhere, but, you know, it kind of brought something to mind when she was saying they converted our, you know, my case. You know, I can hear in my ear someone saying they can't convert your case. Why are you believing what they say? And if this guy's poking his nose in there, you kind of I think you kind of had the right idea. I would write him a letter and say, "Excuse me, who are you to trespass on my case? Because I'll bring a claim against you. You don't back your nose out of my case. You know." Just, I don't think they can convert our case, our claim to a complaint any more than we can convert their complaint to a claim. I I agree, and you know, if you do write the the letter to that uh, that man or woman acting as an attorney, uh, you do write to them in their private capacity as a man or as a woman, and you let them know uh, you, you know you have not been invited to this party. However, if you'd like to have a party of your own, I can start one, and, and I could play some music for you to dance to. Uh, but for now, uh, I'd recommend you mind your business. The uh, the other thing is you can write to the to the uh, man or woman acting as clerk of the court and let them know that somebody is trying to interfere with your right to common law justice, uh, going by the name of you know John Doe. Uh, acting in the capacity of an attorney on behalf of Frank Smith, or who, you know, but let the clerk know that somebody's trying to interfere, and that you expect the clerk to remove uh, this paperwork from your case. You never gave anybody, uh, you know, this is between, this is a private matter between you and the uh, the man or the woman that you're filing a claim against. Okay. All right, so that sounds you, good. What what did you use for a summons? Did you use their summons form? Um, we never saw a summons form. We just filed the claim, and they told us they would serve it. They told us, oh, so, okay. So uh, they just this is now the response from from the the service. Uh, one of the things you want to be aware of is when you when you put a when you file a claim, when you when you create a court of record uh, and you're moving in common law, uh, you really need to have 
the, the man or the woman served by a man or a woman, a process server. When the courts take over your paperwork, they have a regular procedure that they follow you know, five days a week. And it's it might not necessarily be that they're, you know, they deal with people who don't know what they're doing very often. And so that's why they create all these forms to cause things to be a, a little bit smoother. So when you leave it in their hands, they'll, you know, they'll process the summons. They'll say, sign here, put your signature there, change that. Uh, this is what we need. We need you to fill this out. Great, you know, $130.00. And we'll get this out to the sheriff, and the sheriff's going to send it out, and he's going to do the process service, and the sheriff serves it on the person. And so you, you're not dealing man to man. You've got all these people in between. So the, uh, the to save yourself a whole lot of headache, you know, when you do the claim, put the notices in, and then, uh, fill out the summons paperwork, and have the clerk stamp it, and let her know that you're going to have the process served by a, a private. Uh, contractor that you're not going to have the sheriff do it and anybody uh, can do that but it's best to have somebody who's a, a professional do it cost a little bit more money and you let them know that the affidavit of service that the guy gives you must state certain words and it's not about persons it's about a man I a man Bob Smith did serve on this 28th day of January 2015 uh, you know, the, the attached paperwork on, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez or whoever it is you're serving, you know. Mm -hmm. Sorry to pick on Jennifer, but, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, but it's you're actually on the woman, Jennifer, or on the, on the man, Frank, okay? But it's, the service has to be done on the man or on the woman, and the paperwork, uh, the process service has to be that way. It has to state that it's the man or the woman that's being served. Okay. Okay. And at, at this point, since it's already been served through, you know, their normal process, um, we just need to file notices in kind of clearing all this up and send a notice to this attorney that stuck his nose in and send a notice to the clerk that this case uh, has been trespassed upon and to remove this trespasser's response. Yeah, he's uh, an interloper. But that's their words. Uh, you can say the man trespasses on my case and require uh, require that man uh, you know, to, to require the paperwork to be removed from the case. No, this has got nothing to do with him. Okay. And again, send the letter to the attorney and let him know, you know, to, to the uh, the man or the woman acting as attorney, and let them know that, uh, you know, they're trespassing. They're trespassing on your case. They, you know, they did not get an inv in, they did not get an invitation, and if they wish to participate, they can be called in as a as a witness uh, by by the other side, if they wish, but it's got nothing to do with him. The uh, I, I'm presuming that the other side uh, that they were served and they answered the court. They did. They just they sent in a notice of appearance. Um, did they answer? 
they know, well, this, I guess this is the answer is through their attorney now. Is this, the motion, is this yeah, with a yes. motion to dismiss. Yeah, you know, have uh, write a letter to the write a letter to the clerk, letting the clerk know that this is not a proper answer to the claim, and that some somebody's trying to, uh, you know, somebody is causing uh, a trespass on the case, and that you require that paperwork removed and and stricken from the record, and that you require the man to answer, the man or the woman to answer. Now, if that man or woman does not answer, uh, give proper answer, that you have the right to final judgment. You, you do not, as a man or a woman, have to settle for a summary judgment or a default judgment. So uh, in order to get final judgment, the man or woman that you're making a claim against has the right to cross-examine their accuser, which is you. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but you don't have to wait 20 years for that to happen. You can issue a warrant and give it to the judge to sign off on and require that man to be brought in to answer for that uh, for that claim. Chances are the judge is going to ask you to post a bond when you do that. Okay. Taking notes here furiously. As we all are. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of steps, I have to admit. I, I when I first heard it all, they just put in the claim. I was like, Oh, is that all? Right, I can do that. It's but simple. there's the file appearance and file venue and file notice as to what you're doing and file you know it's like wow, I, I really need to to understand all the depths and concepts that I'm missing here besides file Hey, hey guys, <laughs> this is Mark in Atlanta. I got a hey, question Mark. regarding the service. All right, we did that, you know, had a process server on that paperwork that the process server made up. Um, it, he gave it to me. I paid him the money. Um, it read uh, some legalese on there, such as the word affidavit. And I wonder if we've you know if that's a, uh, not a good thing or well yeah the the, the um, it depends on where you're at uh, I happen to look up the word affidavit over here and in New Hampshire it can be used in either common law or uh, statutory and uh, a better word is always declaration so you know I Bob Smith declare uh, that I serve you know Frank uh, whatever you know, the man. Uh, this paperwork on this day, and I verify uh, that all herein be true. I mean, write it up yourself the way you would do it, and then pass it on. You know, pass it on with the uh, summons to your process but, server, right? Yeah, to your process server, and make sure your process server understands that he is a man serving another man. He's not. Uh, he's not a, a, a deputy sheriff or a retired cop, or you know, he's not a private investigator serving a person. He is a man serving another man, and and that's why you need the paperwork to say what it says, because you're putting in a claim, not a complaint.
if you're going to get, you know, I, I, I'm somebody just said it a couple minutes ago. You know, that's all you hear is put in a claim, put in a claim. But uh, if you can write letters, you're a whole lot better off. You know, and if you do put in a claim, your those letters are going to be invaluable. If that's uh, that's probably not the right word. <laughs> They're going to be very valuable uh, when you get to court, especially if you wrote very reasonable letters that any man or woman on a jury can read. They're very subject specific, so you you know if you you write one letter for one subject, you don't write a letter. Your letters should take up no more than a half a page. You know if you have to. You write three letters, and you send them all off in the same envelope, but they're three separate, three separate letters about three separate subjects. And if you ever need to, you can bring that one letter, put it before the jury. The jury's going to see it and be able to understand the questions that you were asking, you know, one or two questions on a, on a single sheet of paper, and it's going to be very easy for them to understand. It's going to be very reasonable in their mind that you were asking this question, and they're going to wonder what the heck's the matter with this uh, cop or prosecutor or building inspector, whoever it is you're, you're dealing with. You know, why would they not answer this? This makes sense. This sounds like the kind of question that I would ask. And that's, you know, you need to develop that kind of a, a mentality when you do the letter writing. But letter writing, if you can get good at letter writing, the rest of this stuff is going to make a lot more sense to you uh, much, much faster. And, and help other people out. You know, help somebody with a traffic ticket or a building inspector or whatever it is they're dealing with. You know, there's a man uh, not too far from me uh, this week who went to court because the fire department showed up to put out his uh, his campfire. He had a little cooking fire that he's he's had I think every weekend uh, for 20 years, and they passed a new ordinance in town that says you can't have a fire in town. And so the fire department showed up to put the fire out, and he obstructed the fire department. So he was going to court over this thing. You know, and there's a bit of an echo, Gus. I don't know who that yeah, is. there is some kind of echo. Huh? Hey, if you guys aren't talking, please mute yourself out. Thank you. So letter writing is definitely something you want to get into. Uh, so a couple of you guys get your hands up. Uh, Yankee. Yankee and yeah, I'm, I'm back. Can I, can I address a few quick issues and then I'm, I'll be done? This is Rory again. Oh, go ahead, Rory. Yeah, um, another thing I have besides the IRS, I mean, they're fun and all to deal with, and yeah, yay. But another one is that I have a mortgage issue. Um, I was... They want a verification of my income, maybe even expenses and whatnot. And I, since I don't file taxes, it's, you know, anyways, uh, I'm trying to figure out a, a way to put on letter, uh, in letter uh, that I have so much income or otherwise, and these are kind of my expenses, and, and what shouldn't I say in there kind of thing. Well, again, you're talking about stuff that, uh, you know, a financial affidavit is a legalese thing. So I can't really help you out, but I would make a statement, and I would just write him a letter that says, uh, you know, I trade my labor for a certain amount of value, uh, equivalent to uh, so many I'm in dollars. Receipt of. Uh, kind of like I'm in receipt of. I'm in receipt of, and then listed 1099s exhibit or whatever. See, so, so 1099s. Well, 
I wouldn't get into that. So, you know, I, I trade my labor for approximately $20,000 a year, and uh, if somebody says I'm lying, let them come forward. That's it. I mean, okay. you know, my, word is my, my word is my word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm offering okay. to pay. I'm offering to pay this debt at this rate because this is all I can afford right now. Or you know, I I, oh, I, haven't, I, I don't have a problem paying. I'm I'm looking to refinance, and they I'm in the refinancing now. They want me to sub- submit two years of tax income, you know, returns. Oh. And I'm like, well, I don't file taxes, so I'm looking to make up a letter that says I I come I got this income. Here's my 1099 to verify if you like, you know, to look at. And here's kind of here's my expenses, and uh, I can afford like to make the payment. Yeah, you're trying you're kind trying of. to contract, okay? You're trying to contract with them, and they require what they wish to to you know for you to do business with them. If mm-hmm. you and I were to do, if you and I were going to do business, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm work? a sawmill owner. I'm a sawmill owner. A who? A sawmill owner. Sawmill. Okay, so if I wanted some lumber chopped up, uh, you and I would work out a price. Uh, you know, either somebody else is going to bring the lumber over there, or I'm going to bring my own, or you're going to bring your sawmill. You might have a portable. You might bring it over to my place. And so we're going to work out something. And if I require to know three or four of your, you know, your customers, your satisfied customers, so I can verify that you're, you're not going to screw me over. Uh, you know, you either give me the names or I'm not doing business with you. And, and this is what they're doing. They're, you know, they're telling you they need your financials in order to do business. And if you don't mm-hmm. provide them on, on their terms, you're, they're not going to do business. You know, they, they totally kinda, have the right to do that. I understand. That was one thing the loan officer said to me. He was like, well, this is a rather slim with chance of anything even happening because if you don't have income tax returns, then, I, you know, it was almost seemed like a zero. And the fact that I was offering to make up a letter that somehow, you know, said, like you said, uh, this is, you know, the value I've, I've got from my labors and, you know, I can pay the, the mortgage. So, you know, and the, the go forward with it, but she's like, well, it's very slim chance. So. Yeah, but, no, it's you're you're going to provide them with a financial statement. That's all. Pretty much. That's kind of what I was thinking too, you know, just, the, just me saying, like you said, stating or declaring or otherwise, this is, this is it, and they want to see the company I'm working, uh, the owner, uh, for the you know the, the partnership paperwork. They want to see them taxes since we file them. So I like no problem. So, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, there's some background noise. If you're uh, not speaking, please hit star six. Sounds like Carl in the background. Yeah, Carl just joined us. Ah, right it might be him then. Oh, I didn't. No, it was making noise before that. You you joined with Carl? <laughs> What's up, Carl? No, 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 I didn't join you guys, man. I just got done pressure washing my sock deck. So, uh, yeah, so like I said, man, I'm soaked. And uh, it's winter time, so I'm going to go get cleaned up real quick. Then I want to take these guys who came down from Baltimore to help me uh, to, a, to a restaurant to eat. So that perky's. So... Hey, uh, I think Bopalot was trying to figure out when you're going to be back on. I think he wants to talk to you. <laughs> Probably next week. I don't know, man. I'm going to go eat dinner with these guys. So, uh, you know, they they spent the whole day here. You oh, know, cool. me move. Oh, yeah. We, we, they helped me move my air compressor welders. They did all kinds of good stuff with me. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of heavy lifting, man. And uh, 
a long day. Like I said, pressure washed everything, and uh, you know, so it's fantastic that they were able to do well with me. But they don't have, like I said, they don't have uh, any, you know, you know, uh, that kind of money because you know, the government really came after them and closed their business down. So uh, I'd rather, sometimes I'd rather just get people help me than people pay me. Just uh, have somebody give me a hand. My sister came in and made the house real clean. So I'm just trying to get the house real clean that if I want to invite people over, like one guy in Pennsylvania wanted to come here for like a week or two or a month or a year. I was like, oh, hell no, not until this house gets clean. So now it's clean enough to get, you know, to bring guys over here. I don't know about women, but it's good enough to bring guys over here. So, that was a good sign. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to mute myself out a little bit and, uh, I got to get cleaned up. You know, when you pressure wash, anything that you shot, you know, shoots back up at you. So, uh, so I got to get cleaned up real quick. My sister's out in the car waiting. She wants to go home. How do I donate? I'm trying to donate here, and I can't, I can't seem to find out to donate to this, to Carl. Hello? Carl, uh, Carl just hung up. Oh, is he on What's that? Oh, I wanted to ask him a question. I've got, I've got, um, I've had my children kidnapped by government, and I just wanted to see if he could give me an hand on what to do in court to try and get them back. I'm willing to do it. You know what I mean? I'm not wanting free advice. I'm willing to pay. I'm having a hard time understanding him. Talk a little slower. But I think the line Carl uses is, I require and order the restoration of my property. I think oh, the line so, he uses. So can I claim that, can I, oh, so children are property? So yes, yeah, your children are your property, yeah. So what do I want to All right. There's a background noise someplace. I just muted that guy, so uh, that's why you're not hearing him. Uh, if Kyle wants to deal with that, he can. I'm not going to repeat the same story we heard last week. Well, I only had one last thing, and it was from last week. I had mentioned to people that uh, my buddy had uh, his his mother and a friend child or whatever was run down by an officer, a man uh, in North Carolina, and he's got an ongoing case that he's the only one to have been able to win the right to sue North Carolina or whatever, and I guess they're in some sort of proceedings or whatever. Um, that was what I brought up last time, uh, a couple weeks ago. I was typing to people in chat, and they said I should probably talk to Carl about it. But I just wanted to bring that out, that, uh, you know, what, what kind of what kind of avenue should he, you know, approach that this with? He was run down, like run over by His a mother. car? Uh the way it was is that she was driving her Honda into an intersection, I guess, to turn, and the cop ran the red light, whatever, with his car going like 120 miles an hour and tore the car, front of the car off, killing his mother and um, an, another child that was also in the in the front seat. Holy cow. So yeah. he was in pursuit? He Apparently, there's the black box that would actually tell us if the lights were on or off or what was going on. There's a some of this information has been excluded from the case, and he's trying to yeah. you know 
subpoena or whatever all the the information, all the evidence. How long ago did this happen? Um, the incident occurred on May 23rd of 2010. And they haven't released any information yet? They haven't given all of it. Like some of it they're excluding from the court or whatever. All right. I, without knowing more, um, I'm not sure you know, which way to go. But one, one of the things, one of the tools available is a uh, freedom of information request. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never done one, but I've got friends that do a lot of them, and they get great information. I'm uh, I'm amazed at the the results they get. So that that would definitely be one way to go. Uh, if you if, when you file a suit against uh, a corporation or another man, you have the right to disclosure. You have a right to learn. Uh, you know all the evidence. You have a right to full disclosure. And so uh, one of the ways to get that kind of information is to actually start uh, start a a, uh, a common law action. Yes, that's that's what I was telling him that he should file a a claim against the man Thomas Goodnight, the the officer man, whoever Thomas Goodnight, yeah. the man, and, and a straight up claim against him. Uh, and that's that's what I've suggested to him off of everything I've learned from all everything being said that to file a claim against the man. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if in common law you have discovery options. Uh, that might actually need to be, uh, I don't know. I, it's a, you're right, that is a really good question for uh, for Carl. Because he's got a lot of the information already. They just have they've like excluded the black box, which would tell us what he was doing. Like he turned left with his blinker on, and then he proceeded to speed up at this speed at this spot. You know, all that yeah. black box from the from the the car itself has been excluded from the case, and he says that's very important. He's trying to get it, so he's got some well, uh, advising counsel helping. You're you're talking about a man, you know, a man acting as a cop in mm-hmm. uh, that car. So you know, you're talking about a man. You're talking about a corporation, which is the municipal corporation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different entities involved. Uh, they've also got contracts with the Department of Safety in, in that state, and uh, the, the suit you can sue the state or you can sue the government of the state. So you know those are two different entities. One's a corporation, the other one's actually the the state. Uh, the, you know the the, the 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 people, I think. Uh, but the, you know, uh, one of them, the uh, court of original jurisdiction, is the Supreme Court. And the other would be a, uh, a civil suit. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff to figure out there. That's way above my pay grade. Okay, I understand. Yeah, this is something that uh, when I heard about what had happened, I you know I really wanted to hear some sort of resolution that would you know make everybody you know at least feel like there's been got some justification out of it or some justice or whatever out of it. And it's been going on for a while now. And when I've heard that he. he Seemed like he was turned down on the first instance or on the first case of whatever. He got a like a bad return on it, and so there's it's like it's going in a bad direction. You know what I mean? Like he won't win. He isn't going to get any. They ain't going to change any policies or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Uh, yeah. It's interesting just, to talk to about that. Well, there's some things that are just you know they're, they're complex. Big. Hello? Yeah, I'm to get my kids back. 
What's that? I'm looking for help to get my children back. Um, they took my children off me because they said that I were an unfit parent because there were nobody babysitting them. Uh, one's 10, one's 12. And they came and took them, and I've got to go to court on Monday, and I were hoping that Carl could help me, give me some advice. What to do. I'm, I'm willing to pay him if... Um, I'll make a contract with him that if he gets me my kids back, I'm willing to pay him whatever he wants, really. Well, yeah, I, I understand, but you're the only one who can get uh, your kids back. Are, are you the same man that was just calling a little while yes, ago? Yes, that I yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, you, get uh, on Google Scholar. Get on Google Scholar and type in Carl Rudolph Lentz. You'll see all his success. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. This is what we're going to ask. Is, is there any is there any case history? Any yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can see all the Carl's case history if you go on Google Scholar. Yeah, just I, type I, I, Carl Rudolph. I don't know, yeah, mate, mate. That I'm speaking to these people at the minute. I don't. I, I'm I'm asking them. I don't know who you are. Are you? One of Carl's entourage, or if you are, I'll speak to you. But I wanted to speak to these um, about Carl because he's a he's a he's a genius. Yes, he is, and Carl's indisposed this evening. He's taking out some workers that had helped him or something at his house, so he's taking them out to dinner and won't be back until yeah. later. Is what I heard. Okay. Will he be coming on Skype though? Uh, no, he's not on Skype. Uh, there is a uh, bulletin board that. Yeah. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Drakes has started, and uh, Mark was talking to Carl last week about that, and so they're gonna they're gonna do the bulletin board. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, things are gonna get rolling. I know he's got it up and running now, and uh, the, the topic's gonna be limited to uh, things that things that everybody wants to know uh, at first, and then uh, expand brilliant. after that. Brilliant, brilliant, thanks. Um, I just want to ask, how comes there's not on public record that Carl's ever won a court case when he's put any court cases against United States government and Alabama government? And I've looked at him all, he's not won out. The last thing he won was his fucking divorce in 1984. He's never won a single court case. He's a con man. Can you explain? Can you, can you point me in direction of a court case that he's actually won? No, I can't. No. But, uh, can you see a link to a a record on public for the public to see that he's actually ever won anything. I just told you, no, I cannot provide you with a link. I've been studying this stuff for a long time. Yeah. You the, can study all you want, Carl. You can study all you want. It only counts when you get to court. If you don't let me speak, I'm going to mute you out. Pretty simple shit. So uh, I'll unmute you when I'm done talking. No, I cannot provide you with a link to any court case that I know Carl has won. I've been studying this stuff for quite a while, and uh, for, I'll give you a, an even better example than where I was going with that. I have a friend of mine who's a, a retired cook, and he worked in a five-star restaurant in Boston, and uh, we were having a meal today at a Brazilian place, and I was explaining to him, what I see in Carl's information. And I explained it to him this way. I said, look, when you add a pinch of salt to a particular recipe, you're, you can explain to me all that that salt will do. It'll, it'll reduce this, it'll enhance that, and you can give me this great explanation of what that one pinch of salt will do to that particular recipe. And when I listen to Carl, because of the background that I have, I can hear 
you know, he, he, he says certain things, and, and the way he says it, uh, I can pick up on, on the, all this background information that he's got. So he's teaching me some really cool stuff, stuff that I can use, that I can work with. So has he won a case? You know, personally, I don't give a shit. I don't care if he's ever won a case. I'm sure he has, but I don't need any proof. I never needed any proof. I heard Carl approximately a year ago uh, do that Speak video. Your soul. Right? Well, right, Gus? Yeah, it's, it's, it's self-evident. And if you can't recognize mm-hmm. self-evident truth, you know, that's not my problem. But I'm not going to argue with you about it. Amen. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Kind of but, funny. But I, he comes, I, you come I, asking I, for help, and you call him a fraud. That's I, just I don't know. It's kind of weird. I must be. I deal in facts and truths, and I don't deal in. It's helped me. It's done this. But has he won any cases? Please, please. I really want you to show me one case that he's won. Hold on, one hold, case on, that hold, on. hold on. You're talking too fast. I can't understand what sorry, you're saying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll take quite. Can you point me to the proof that he has ever won a case in court? Just one. I only require one that's on public record, just to prove that he's actually done it. So they set precedent here in a court that... He doesn't, he didn't, okay, if you go to court and yep. you put paperwork on the court and the court realizes that they're going to lose, they're going to withdraw. And this is what so happens... Can you, show, can, you show me a case where, can you show me a case where the, uh, the other side's withdrawn the case against him, please? Hey, 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 this is Pat from Illinois. Why don't you have this guy talk to Bali? Didn't Bali and his brother both go through this with Carl and yeah, have all his stuff discharged? And, and he said, he said he'll make, Bali said, Bali said he will make the paperwork available, but it's a lot of work. And he just wants to be compensated for the work. So contact Bali if you're that curious, man. If you're if you need to know that bad, contact him and find out what you can work out with him to get to get your proof. The myth, the living legend that is Carl Lenz, asking if he's won any cases and is there any is there any documented proof? Right, like you said, they'll withdraw case. So show me the records where the case has been withdrawn against Carl Lenz. Thank you. If the case is withdrawn, there is no record. The only record that exists would be from somebody's mouth that says, yes, what Carl did helped me and I got my kids back. Now, I've heard that time and time again. Now, do I need anything else in paper? No, I've heard it from mouth. Can you point me to the case records that that Carl's helped him then, please? And I'll check them. I can point you to, to two case records where...
Uh, it's self-evident truth. You listen to it, it makes sense, it rings true, and that's it. All right? Where where do you find that the plaintiff must appear? Okay? that That's in your heart. That's in your soul. That exists because it does, not because it's written someplace. Okay? That's the common law. And, and the kind of stuff that Kyle ponders upon is that kind of stuff, the kind of stuff that allows you to realize that it's self-evident. There it is, you know. What proof do you need to have that the plaintiff must appear? It rings true. It's never going to change. What you know? What uh, what what evidence do you have to have that uh, a great way to deal with a debt is to just be willing to pay it? You know, you produce a verifiable bill and swear to it in court that it's true, due, and owing, and I'll pay the bill. All right. What what evidence do you need to have to to prove that that's true? I mean, it's self-evident. If you're willing to pay the bill, there is no controversy. There's no reason to go to court. So, you know, we can have this discussion all night. You can keep asking the same question, but we're not going to get anywhere. If you, you're simply in denial. That's all, that's, you know, that's all there is to it. Amen to that. Enough said. Well, I'm yeah, just go get a lawyer. I can't see a government website putting up on their website that uh, they got their ass kicked and, and man has superiority over the crown and the bar association. <laughs> yeah. Why would they want to know that? <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I think everybody on the call agrees, you know, you, everybody hears something different because uh, when you're looking for certain information, your mind is open for that information. And when, you, when it comes across, you grab it, you realize it's truth, and that's it. You know, you, it allows you to move on to the next step, and then you realize two days later, oh, now I need to know this. And the information's out there, and it rolls around. And it takes time. You know, that's the learning process. So, you know, if you're looking for the magic bullet, golden goose, you know, you're, you're going to be shit out of luck because, uh, you know, you got to live it, you got to breathe it, you got to go to court, you got to see how things happen. Uh, you know, you got to experience it. It doesn't just uh, it doesn't manifest because you put some you know some green piece of paper into the court. Actually, in Ontario, it has to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave. <laughs> That's correct. It has to be a certain shade of blue, and it has to be a certain weight of paper. Yeah, there you go. Now. And hey, the floor is open. And if you don't meet the requirements, your forms will not be filed. That's right. And what law says that's applicable to a man, I don't know. Uh, we can't provide that law. Well, you know, here's something that's self-evident. Uh, no man can be required to know Chinese or, or English or Spanish or any other language. So why? Uh, where's the law that says that I have to understand uh, legalese? You know, all these statutes, all these codes, they're all in legalese. The, the, the forms that are being used are in legalese. What, where's the law that requires me to understand that stuff in order to get justice? It doesn't exist. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Carl teaches all day long. And this is what self-evident truth sounds like. Especially when you hear from other people that says, yeah, I put in that, that one sentence, I require the restoration of my property, the property being their kids. And they go, but judge, and the judge goes, you are, man, 
give them back their property, and the kid runs across the courtroom screaming, no, mommy, mommy. So if you need stuff to be told, you know, you get a group of 50 people telling you that it's all worked and you should just do it because they tried yeah, it their but, way, and it didn't, you know, right? Yeah, but you weren't there. You didn't see it happen. You know, you don't no. know if that's true or not. But, it, you know, inside your inside your heart, you know that, that, that that's the bottom line. Why would they be lying to me? Why would they need to lie to me about it? Well, well no, I'm, I'm not saying he would be. There's no reason. To no, I'm just saying. You know? Well, when I'm hearing the testimony from somebody's mouth, to me, that's a court of record. So, to me, they're telling the truth. Absolutely. See, I, I've never heard that so, woman. I never heard that true. guy tell that story, but I don't need to. I've heard Carl uh, tell the story. I don't need to. It, it makes sense. It's true. You know, it's your know, property is what is exclusive to your use, period. So mm-hmm. if you want to let them use a word like children, if you if you want to let them call you mother or father, you know, if you want to let them uh, slap you with their jurisdiction, you know, like like you're a prison bitch, great. Bubba. But, but you know, if you're going to be a man, then you're a man. You're with your property. And it's either yours or it's somebody else. If somebody else wants to claim it, let them make a claim for it. Does it belong to the state? Are they claiming that they own property? You know, you talk about slavery. I think part of the problem. I think part of the problem sometimes is people they listen to what Carl's saying. It kind of makes sense to them, but they don't fully understand it, and it hasn't become a way of life, just a regular thinking process. And then so when they go in and try this stuff and they get tested and it fails and they don't, they don't assume responsibility that they might not have handled the situation correctly. So they just say the shit doesn't work and they walk away and they poke. And it's, it's gotta be a firm belief. Like if I was to say to you, Gus, you are a Martian I'm going to have a hard time convincing you that you're a Martian and I'm not going to be able to win in court convincing a jury that you're a Martian and convincing you. Put it on paper. If you know you're a man, if you know you're a man, who's going to convince you you're a Martian? You have to believe that you're a man. You have to understand it. You can't, you can't fully protect your position unless you believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking. I mean, this somebody. Uh, I think it's guest eleven. Was, you know, writing on there. You know, you're a follower of Carl. No, I follow truth. You know, inside me, there's something that says this is true. This is bullshit. Okay, I. You know, I. I was misled before a couple of years ago, three years ago, and I. Uh, I get involved in some stuff. Nothing bad happened, but I wasted my time. So when I heard about Carl, it all sounded good. It all sounded uh, self-evident, okay, a lot of it. And uh, I had an opportunity to go up to New Brunswick, pick up Carl, hang out with him for three or four days here in Boston. And then uh, I offered to uh, drive him back to Virginia, which I did, spent another week with him down there. And then uh, I went back for another six weeks, seven weeks. I don't, you know, it was like nine weeks total that I hung out with Carl down there at his house. Because I wanted to know, is this guy full of shit? Is he true? You know, uh, you know he says he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. You know, I want to see it. I, I wanted to see who is this guy. 
because I, you know, I ain't got time to. I'm 50 years old. I ain't got time to waste in my life. And you know, I, I can. There's nothing about Carl that I've heard uh, that that I can't, you know, validate with my own eyes. You know, I, I saw it for myself. I saw how he lives. I saw how his work work ethic. I saw who he is. So you can say what you want. Um, go down there and start chopping some wood with him, and uh, and get the you know the real story. That sounds like fun. I might just do that. I love chopping wood. I used to love to chop wood. It's a great way to get fresh. Amen to that. I love. I work in a sawmill. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you all hear me? Yes, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm right there with you, Gus. You know, we all had those questions at the beginning. Who is this guy? Is he full of it? You know, what's going on? This stuff sounds, sounds too weird, you know, to be true. But, you know, then it turns out, holy shit, you know, these people in in Canada's family wrote him, like, sent him Christmas gifts and all this stuff. You know, they got their uh, their property back, <laughs> their children. And Mark, Mark and I were there, and we were opening, uh, you know, for Carl, we were opening some letters, and we ran across stuff that Jesse and Jonathan sent Carl. Yeah, and uh, it, it just rings true. I mean, when you see it for yourself, you know, I could, I could see the skepticism I had at the beginning. You know, I'm like, what's, what is this? You know, like, uh, what did I get into, you know? And... It, it, he's not some guy like you said before, sitting behind a desk, but the, you know the fans rolling and um, you know color TV, you know just sitting around in his room with air conditioning. No, this, this guy doesn't even. I mean, I don't even know if he's ever had air conditioning. Probably the only time he gets it is when he goes in the hotel or sits in the airplane. So <laughs> he gets air conditioning every winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah, like you know. I got, I got up it, in the morning and the milk was frozen on the kitchen floor. <laughs> I mean, I took off work and I drove up there. I mean, you did, Gus. You you don't really. I mean, you're you're free to do whatever you want. But I, I took off work and I stayed a weekend and then I worked. A, I think I went up the next weekend or the weekend after that and I stayed with him. And it's I gotta you know I'm right there with you, Gus. This, this guy's. You know, it, these people calling bullshit, they don't know what they're talking about. They haven't listened to enough of these shows, you know. And this guy calling in and saying, hey, I, I you know, the, somebody took my children. Let's see the paperwork first. You know, who, who's bullshitting who? <laughs> Asking for advice, questioning his uh, integrity. What a nonsense. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, uh, somebody just typed out, you know, uh, He's making up his own words. You know, uh, so what? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, I'm, so not a, I'm not a free you man. Gonna... No, he's not. He's not making this shit up. He says, no. I'm not a free man who thinks I can make up the meaning of words to suit my particular needs. Give me a fucking break. Go to the dictionary. Read the shit. It says exactly what Carl says it says. You know, right. If you, think he if you think Carl's making up words, it's because you haven't done any fucking research. Yeah, go look at Webster's Dictionary, and then go look at an old, old, old 1600, 1500 dictionary, something way back when, you know, and, and see the difference for yourself. You know, I, I, I just, I don't think these 
these people that are calling in and are calling bullshit, they haven't done any studying for themselves. They don't have a clue because if you ask them, do you need a driver's license, they probably wouldn't have a clue what to say. And if they've oh, listened to, to enough travel? call they're, and they're still calling bullshit, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how you still say that when you listen to these shows and you hear these people. I mean, Jesse and Jonathan, yeah, Jesse and, no. Jesse and Jonathan, who got their kids back, right, up there? Um, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, he started his own, you know, talk show, basically, as Sui Jirith. Um He started his own thing because he, he, he was claiming bullshit in the beginning. He didn't think, you know, he was going to, the car was going to prevail. And he was doing his own stuff. And now he's totally in line with Carl. You know, all of his stuff comes from what he's learned, listening to these talk shoes and talking with Carl personally. This, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, calling in and calling bullshit is just wasting everybody's time. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to meet out. I got to deliver. Thanks, Mike. Next topic. All right, so uh, the floor is open. Somebody got something they want to ask? Change the subject a little bit? Mm. Unless somebody else got something to say about that. Hair out. But. You got a newborn baby. Do you get a birth certificate or no? Yeah, sure. Why? Why not deny it? Well, I mean, you may need that birth certificate. I mean, what... Want to, you want to be a citizen? You want to get back into the country? You're going to need that birth certificate. That's a benefit, mm-hmm. man. Why deny the benefit? It's a tool, right? It's a good tool, as long as you don't let it's the benefit hurt you. It's right. a benefit. It's a claim check. It's a claim check, okay? It shows that you have a right to a benefit. Uh, it's like a birthright. Uh, it could be looked at, e- at either way. If it, if it doesn't... If it gets to the point where it is no longer a benefit, then just say so. Say, at this time, it's not a benefit, and I wish to proceed without it. Real simple shit. The the government was created for the benefit of man, to secure rights, to protect property. Mark, is that you making noise? uh, No, that's not me. I'm muted out. He's eating. He makes a lot of noise. Quilla, is that you? Uh, yes, you. once again, it is me. I apologize. Yeah. I'm going to mute out now. All right. Oh, there you go. Nice and quiet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the floor is open. Somebody want to ask a question, go right ahead. Okay, I got a question. Uh, I, I uh, recently sent in uh, some letters to the prosecutor requiring some questions uh, be answered in regards to the disclosure that they sent me. And um, I sent about eight eight letters. Each letter dealt with a specific subject, four or five questions on each subject. And I got a single-page answer that states, we acknowledge receipt of your letters dated December 29th. We have provided you with disclosure in this matter concerning, consisting of the evidence upon which we are relying in this prosecution. 
your lawyer can assist you in understanding how the law applies to you. That's essentially the response that we had to these to these letters. Is um, was wondering, is there any obligation on their part to provide like full disclosure as to as to the questions uh, that we answered? And some of those questions were 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 fundamental to the case. Um, like, uh, can you provide the meaning of this word within the law, such as order? Um, can you provide the meaning of um, the official definition of certain words, different words that we had, um, those kind of things. And they, they <coughs> have not responded to those questions, and I'm not sure the proper procedure to, to get them to respond. <coughs> Anybody have any ideas? Mike, did you want to jump into that? Um, well, I think as far as disclosure goes, they have to give you full disclosure. Otherwise, they have no evidence. They can't use anything in court against you that you haven't been provided with. And as far as questions, uh, I remember Carl saying that the judge doesn't have a duty or responsibility to answer your questions, but the prosecutor does. So I don't know if they would be expecting that you could go look up legal terms or whatever, but if you don't, if you're an idiot in regards to legal society, they're going to have to explain it to you or let you go. And they can't, force you to understand or comprehend what they're saying. Like one one of the questions that we have, um, section three of the act states, this act binds the crown. So we asked what and or who is the crown and how is the, uh, how is said crown bound? Um, that's something that's fundamental to the case, but they, so far they've refused to answer. Other, well, they say they've answered them in the disclosure, but there is nothing in the disclosure that says who the crown is. Well, my first thought is who cares who the crown is because the crown is bound and not you. I guess you're just trying to force them to follow their own rules? Yes. You could ask them if they are the crown or a crown agency. I don't believe you can force them to follow their own rules because they write their own rules and they can change the rules as they go on, right, Mike? Yeah, you can... Um... The next question is, do you believe I, a man, to be likewise bound to the said act? Same act that binds the crown. Am I bound to that act as well? Well, they would have to prove that you bound yourself to that act. Yes. And they would still have to prove, I'm guessing they would have to prove that you're acting as a person of some sort. <clears throat> did they go after the legal person or did they go after the man? Uh, the letters were written to the man. Is there any legalese on those letters? Um, I believe there's quite a bit on there. Okay, well, 
just figure it's in Chinese and you don't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, you. Some of these questions that I'm I'm rephrasing at this point refer to questions that I've asked um, four months ago, five months ago, and still haven't received straight answers to. I was wondering if there's any way you could have the judge compel the, the prosecutor to answer these questions. Do you have a lawyer? You know, no. you, uh, you have a retained lawyer? No. Um, well, if you get yeah. a chance to speak in court, you I don't know why they wouldn't be forced to answer your questions. Yeah, I remember somebody giving me shit for speaking in court. Well, no, you're going to, you know, you want the judge to basically, you want to let the judge know that the other side it's not responding. No, not responding. They, you know, there's these questions I need answered, and you know, they basically uh, require the other side to answer these questions. But you got to go through the referee. I think you could also. I don't know if this is how you want to do it, but you could also just file a notice into court saying the following key questions have not been answered, or something. You're still awaiting clarification on the following questions, and just put in a notice that before this case can go forward, this has to be established, this has to be established, this has to be established. Because how are they going to move a court case if you don't know stuff like who the plaintiff is, who the defendant is, if there's been any harm, loss, or injury? Right, because you want to find out who that person is that you've harmed so you can make them whole before this goes, you know, before jury. Before it goes to trial. Yeah, you want to, I mean, you want to settle this. It's kind of, it's the beauty of being an idiot in regards to the legal society because they can't, they can't convict a retard. They can't convict an infant. They can't convict somebody who doesn't speak English or legalese. If you have no idea what's going on, they have to clarify it. There's certain facts that have to be established before they can even proceed with the case. And as far as I know, it's the man or woman acting as prosecutor is bound to clarify. Yeah, they 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 bear the burden of uh, of proving their claim. Mm-hmm. They have an obligation to provide full disclosure. But if I get charged with assault and I have no idea what's going on and it turns out that it was my neighbor and they just came to the wrong house, that's a big deal. They don't even know if they have the right guy or not. So they would have to find out, is it me or is it my neighbor that they're looking for? Right. Say you're the last three people, you know, on this island and somebody's accused, one of the other persons accusing you of doing something, harming them, you're going to want that other third person, neutral party, to be the referee. And there's got to be somebody. You can't, you can't just have some fictional character come up and say, you know, you, you're, you're harming somebody when there's nobody who's going to take the stand and verify it. you got to have somebody to, to actually verify. I mean... Right, that sounds interesting. 
Is there is there a, a common law terminology for discovery, or is discovery legalese? I guess that's the well. The, the easiest way to look that up is Edible Online. Hello. Y M O N L I N E. Yes. Sir. And uh, Edible Online, and if you go there dot com, you go there, you type that word in, and it'll pop up, and it'll say you know if it's Latin or French, or it'll give its origination. And uh, figure it out yourself. There's a lot of background noise. If you're not speaking, please make sure your phone is muted. Uh, one way to do that is star six. Jay, uh, I'm going to mute your phone out. There's some noise coming from your phone. Just uh, press star eight if you if you need to unmute, and I'll just unmute you. Go ahead, guys. Sorry about that. No, I was just talking about Animal Online. Yeah, I'm uh, checking. Oh, yeah. Just as uh, Great. fact of discovering. Well, the, Where's uh, it from? What's the origin? Uh, mid century doesn't doesn't say in origin. Discover French French uh, origin is French uh, from the late Latin. Yeah, you Latin. Yeah. You could also just word it like. Uh, I require the evidence that you plan to use against the defendant. Yeah, the Latin terminology, interesting enough, has to do with, uh, at a first sense, uh, as a betrayal or malicious exposure. <laughs> and the French version is uh, to uncover or unroof or unveil. Gus, Mike, am I correct in thinking that everything is Latin? Everything that's Latin is pretty much legally used, right? No. No, it's just no. the way they used to write stuff. Everything was written in Latin before. You know, they, the the attorneys uh, were were using a lot of Latin, uh, you know, and still do. I mean, there's still a lot of you know when you say uh, ab initio and stuff like that, you know, or uh, atel. You know, there's all these different things, these different terminologies that they use that are still Latin, but. Uh, Latin is not necessarily legal. But that's not common. I mean, not common English parlance. Common English parlance, is it? It's not so much much whether it's common parlance or not. Latin is a valid language. It's not not like a society made-up language. It's a real language. So it's legally? No, it's just Latin. But... Look at it this way. There's hundreds of terms of art in the math society. They use tons of Latin, circumference and all that stuff. And doctors use tons of terms of art that are Latin. Legalese also uses a lot of Latin words for terms of art. But it's the, the big thing about Latin is 
they use a lot of Latin in legalese. So if you use a bunch of Latin words, they're going to use a bunch more Latin words and they're going to confuse the crap out of you because they're much more familiar with Latin than the average bear. The, the root question here is about discovery. And, the, you know, the word discover, to discover, uh, if you ask for discovery, you're going to get what you got. They're, they're going to send you what they plan on using against you in court. However, if you wish to, to discover uh, more information, you may wish to just rephrase your your questions. And, uh, you know, you're going to court uh, soon. Uh, you know, the other thing you can do is, is let the uh, judge know that, you know, if you don't get answers to these questions, you're going to have to, uh, you know, from, from the attorney, because it's not your case. You know, in a common law case, if you were to file a claim, there is no discovery. You you just make your claim, and uh, you put your notices in. Your your jury is going to be seated, and you're going to present your case, and that's it. And the other side is going to get a chance to defend, uh, you know, to, to to put put a defense forward. Answer, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 where that's you know. But you're talking about discovery and a uh, statutory setting, and they only have to provide you with the evidence that they're planning on using against you. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's I mean, that's what Mike was saying, and I kind of agree. But I I also uh, have heard that uh, from Carl that they, I think I heard from Carl that they had uh, they had to provide you with full disclosure. So I'm not sure if full disclosure, uh, you know, is limited by what they're actually going to use against you, or uh, or, or if it involves even more, and I would tend to think it would it involves a lot more. But I, you know, I was hoping to talk to Carl about this tonight, but maybe he'll make it back. Well, if if I'm in court and the other side just pulls out some secret document that I've never seen before, the first thing I'm going to do is object. I have no idea what's on that piece of paper. I haven't had a chance to look at it. Well, that's because your discovery uh, was supposed to have it in there. And if it wasn't in there, if it's the first time you see it, then, you know, if you're in a statutory setting, then, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't given to you. But if you're in that statutory setting defending yourself, uh, you know, your your options are totally different, and, and that's to get the hell out of there because you're an idiot. You don't understand what the hell's going on. Well, when, oh, I you're in a oh, God. Go when I was, I was younger, I had no idea about any of this stuff. And uh, I don't know, I was probably 17, 18 years old. I went into court one day and I just no idea what to do or say. I just said, I have no idea what's going on. I haven't received any paperwork from anybody yet. And then the first thing the judge did is told the Crown to give me disclosure and they adjourned the trial to another day. They can't just trial by ambush you like that. They'll try, but if you let them get away with it, I guess it's good. But they have to give you all the information they're using against you before court. Anything they they haven't provided you with. If they give you information saying that we're coming against you under this section of the Highway Traffic Act, right? do you not have the right to know if that act applies to you or not? Yes. Well, the, uh, should they not? Should they not provide discovery or disclosure of the facts? 
to see whether those rules apply to you or not is not really discovery. Discovery would right. be more like the cop would send a copy of the ticket. The cop would send a photocopy of his handwritten notes that he scribbled in his little black book. He'll put in his business card. He'll maybe have some kind of report if there was an incident. Like if you were bad-mouthing him on the road, he had to charge you with something else. It'll be like a, an arrest report. And the well, the yeah, he said a keyword. He said a keyword in that, and the keyword is act. What is what is your definition of like he's talking about an act, like the act that somebody made up, and they want you to be a part of? They want you to be a player in. Yes, and who's to say that I'm a player in that act? You well, are. See, that, see, that's what. See, that's the general idea of how things work, though, is that you're arrested and charged or whatever. And all the evidence that the cops gather, they send all of it to the to the prosecu prosecuting attorney's office. And their duty and obligation there is to build a solid case or drop the case. And so if you're asking them questions and they can't answer key questions, then they're supposed to look at it and say, well, we actually don't have jurisdiction over this guy and he knows it. We can't use this, 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 or this against this guy and he knows it. And he said these magic words, he knows the game. We're not going to win against this guy. And at that point, oh. they're supposed to make the charges go away. And if they don't make the charges go away, now that's barratry. That's correct. And, you, you, and what you're talking about is statutory. You know, if you're looking to provide a statutory defense, uh, you know that's where your discovery is going to become important. But when you're when you're when you're doing a common law defense, you know it's like Mike said. You know, I mean, it, it goes both ways. Uh, they're supposed to see that they, you know, they have nothing. If uh, if you're revoking common law and you're right to cross-examine your accuser and so on. And they continue. They are uh, they are engaged in barrage. Yeah, if if you were standing in court and you pulled out some magic document, it was like the uh, the killer piece of evidence that's going to do the other side in. First thing yeah. the other side is going to do is say, yeah, I require 30 days to review this document. They're not, not going to let them just ambush them like that. <laughs> if it's magic, I'm not going to let them do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, and this is, uh, this is where when you start talking about their courts and the way they do things and their rules, uh, you, you can just flood yourself with uh, a huge huge amount of headache and unfortunately while you're while you're learning the common law defense you're uh, you know you, you're kind of stuck with the ongoing charges most people get you know dropped into the water and they're trying to learn how to swim and so uh, any information is helpful but you know, the the, yeah. the the thing we need to master is the you know is the common law defense where a man uh, has the right to face his accuser 
And if, if there is no accuser and all there is is a debt, then, you know, show me a bill where you have actual loss, actual harm, uh, actual injury, something, something that actually happened that you can give me a bill for restoration for and you can verify it in open court and I'll pay it. Yeah. I recall Carl saying on on one of the other shoes that um, if you do another man harm, he says, he says, you're on your own. You better square it up with him and square it up quick. Yeah. However, if an agency or a government agency comes after you, he said, then you have a different different viewpoint. You can take it from a different standpoint. And they have no, they have, they, how, how do I say this? They have to prove that uh, they've caused you an injury. And who's going to come and testify? The state, or the, or the or the crown, or the queen, or whoever may? Are they going to take the stand and witness, verify in open court that you caused them harm? And is that what you're referring to as a common law approach? Well, yeah, yeah. Where, where's the actual harm? Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, IRS stuff. Uh, you know, can they say that they have, you know, that they had something two weeks ago or or six years ago? I mean, what did they have that they no longer have? Okay, what what's the loss? They didn't have something, and they still don't have it. So where's the loss? You know, so can you provide an actual loss that uh, that you're willing to verify in open court? You know, because if you can. Then maybe I did do something I shouldn't have done. Maybe I, maybe there is a, uh, an actual contract. Maybe there is something that I should uh, look further into. But until until you show me something, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm not I'm not going to run away from the boogeyman anymore. You know I, I want to see some evidence. There might be a taxpayer somewhere that can actually prove in open court that their taxes went up because of your actions or inactions, but I doubt it. Well, bring them in. Yep. That's all. Just bring them in. Just, you know, put somebody on the stand that's going to point their finger at me and say, it's because of you that I had to pay an extra 35 cents for this basketball, and I will compensate that man for that 35 cents. That's it. I mean, you know, it'll never work. It's too easy. Well, I'm willing to pay a claim. You know, I'm willing to settle any account that's verifiably true. Can you verify it or not? Are you blowing smoke up my ass? If you don't know where that comes from, it's uh, look it up. It's a really interesting story. <laughs> it's how they used to save people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, blowing smoke up your ass comes from the remedy for drowning people. When they pulled somebody out of the water that was no longer breathing, they would uh, call the doctor. He'd bring over the tobacco. And the... Yeah, you, you look it up. It's it's really it's a worthwhile read. A whole lot better than reading statutes. <laughs> but that's the you know that's the bottom line. Is, is there's either an actual loss, injury, harm, something, and and if there is, and there's a man that's willing to verify it, then you know I'm a man, and I'm an honorable man, and I will pay. I will make it. I will make that man whole. Yeah, square up with him. Yeah. And they hate that when you offer to compensate because that immediately takes away the controversy too. 
now there's no dispute. You're not disagreeing. You're not arguing. Nothing. I'll compensate any man or woman at any time for anything that I've done. And then they can't produce the man or woman. There's no controversy. Now it's all up to them. Can there be charges with a fiction? Can there be verifiable charges from a fictional entity? Well, the, behind uh, all of this, there is a man or woman. Because even if, even if say, Walmart was suing Mark, Walmart doesn't sign. There's a man or a woman somewhere behind there putting their signature on a piece of paper. Isn't that Walmart can only have things certified? They, they can't verify anything. Yep. No, but, all right. but, but the lady who, say, Margaret, who works at the cash register, she can come in and she can say what happened. She can verify. Right, but she has to actually have incurred a harm, loss, or injury. Not to be a witness. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. But e either way, though, if, if Coca-Cola is suing you, there's a man or woman at Coca-Cola that signed their name on something somewhere down the line. A building, a brick building can't do anything. A filing cabinet can't do anything. A computer can't do anything. Behind all activity, there's a man or a woman. Any, any legal, lawful action starts with a man or woman making a claim or a complaint and putting their signature on paper. But if that man or woman from Coca-Cola is acting as an agent on behalf of Coca-Cola, bringing the claim forward on behalf of Coca-Cola, then... They won't have a claim. Only a man can have a claim. They'll have a complaint. Complaint. Right. Well, this, is the, well, this is the difference, though, between the statutory world and the law. They're not... Coca-Cola cannot sue a man. Coca-Cola like can sue a person. It's one like person brother, suing another person. Like yeah. like your family member, Pat. Like, they didn't yep. even have charges, and he was shitting bricks in court. Right. And there, were, there weren't actual charges. So that's why I'm asking, what's the difference between actual charges and, and, and you know, whatever they, the, the complaint? Or a complaint. Well, in my opinion, you know, from a high-level overview, is they don't actually ever want it to get to this point. They want some person to show up, they know it's a man standing there, but they want to pretend that it's some person standing there who's going to take uh, the load on himself and just, you know, uh, out of fear and intimidation succumb to okay. all of the I did that. and just I did give that. up. Right. Right. I did that. I took the load out of fear. Now, <laughs> now <laughs> say you've done that, um, how the freak you get back and you know you thought it was a benefit at one time something like now. that yeah yeah no you're 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 going that's you know i can tell you what i'm, I'm pretty sure i would tell you what you know what carl would say which is right. yeah, pretty well, much you go you go back in and you and you say you know at one time i i believed it was a benefit you know for for you know for i to do this on behalf of my person something along those lines but now i realize it's a great burden and um i wish to rescind you know, my agreement. Or uh, amend, amend the agreement, and flip, right? And, and that's what he's talking about. He's talking about flipping stuff back into common law because you went, you know, along with the statutory thing, either out of ignorance, fear, or whatever. Uh, and you can even say, you know, hey, I was I was intimidated. I was fearful, you know, um, 
these are you know, if you want to if you want to give reasons why you uh, initially you know went along with it. But at some point, you can you know, tr- you know flip it back into common law, but you gotta know how to do that. And that was the essence of one of my questions, was um, regarding the person in the act. It 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 reads, a person is uh, um, a corporation, um, is a health unit, and one other thing. But they're all so it, they're it all boils unit. down to a legal fiction. Yeah, they're all legal fictions. That's the definition of a person in that act. So my question to to the prosecutor was, am I a person as defined in the act? I am in. Okay, did you did you address that letter to the prosecutor by name or by title? By name. Okay. Dear Jennifer. You know, honestly, instead of instead of like asking him to define it for you, why don't you ask him, do you believe that I am a person as defined in this act? Or ask him what evidence he has or if he's identifying you as a corporation. Although the prosecutor... Yes, that, is, that is the question. Do you believe that I, a man, am included in the scope of the definition, quote, person, or do you believe the scope of that definition only applies to a board of health, a municipality, or a corporation? I don't know, that sounded long and crazy to me. I would have just put, greetings, Bob. Are you identifying I, a man, as a corporation? How's he going to answer that one? Well, this is the thing. They're not answering it. (laughs) And that's one of the fundamental questions that I wanted answered before we go to trial. But they're they're pursuing a trial uh, date of January the 8th. And they haven't asked. They haven't answered these questions. Just, just ask the prosecutor: Is there a proper claim before the court? Who's the plaintiff? Look at look, look at the plaintiff. Who's the plaintiff? The plaintiff is a, a fictitious entity. So that attorney or that prosecutor knows that he's bringing a false claim upon the court. But until a man shows up, I man require: Is there a proper claim before this court? Now the judge yeah. have to become. Um, a man and answer that man correctly. No, there isn't. And if that prosecutor or or that um, attorney general proceed with that case, now you file your own claim against him for filing a proper claim before the court. That so stop looking asked. at any. That question was asked at the at the last hearing. Is there a proper claim before the court? The judge yes. Yeah. I said, will will the uh, will the uh, man or woman verify their claim at this time in this court? And the judge asked the prosecutor, "Do you have a, a witness who will verify the claim?" And she said, "Yes, I have two witnesses." No, you that a witness can't verify. Yeah, and that that was my question. Right? Am I am I right, Mike? Gus. Uh, a witness can verify what they saw, but they can't verify. They can't, the verify. They can't say you owe them anything. Well, no, uh, they can't verify that they have been harmed. They're a, wit- a, a, a witness is is nothing but a witness. They're they're there to to uh, state the facts of what they know from firsthand knowledge. 
Yeah, there's no such thing as a third-party impartial party. They're either a party or they're an impartial witness. You can't be both. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I agree. <laughs> I just don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Did I say something like that? Well, you know what I was just what what this man is 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 saying is interesting. So the judge said yes, there's a ver uh, there's a verifiable claim. He actually said that. He he said yes, there's a verifiable claim, and then shortly after that, he comes out and says, "Well, I don't understand what you mean by claim. If you mean charge, then yes, there are char there are three charges against you." And I said, no, "No, sir, a claim is a claim." And he says, "Well, I don't have to play. I don't have time to play these games." But if you mean there is there a charge against you, and will you be judged today? Yes. And uh, and I said no, sir. I'm asking, is there a claim against me? And he says I don't have time for these games. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to speak to the judge anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Put he's paper, a referee. Put he's the middleman. Yeah. Everything should be written down in hand. Well, he, I mean, he was he was answering for the prosecutor. Oh wow. Well, that, that's against uh, that's against canon also. So find out in the uh, in their canon code for that uh, jurisdiction. It's almost, uh, it's almost like it would have been good to say, you know, I don't have for the, I have time for these games either because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Nope. yeah. that would have that would have been a really good question. It's like, oh, you don't have time for it, really? Are you being compensated for your time here, sir? Because I'm not. Uh, yeah. So who doesn't have time for this? But, I mean, you know, we don't want to get into these verbal things right now. You know, that's of contempt, you know. Okay, fine. Keep it in writing, dude. It, but it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a simple question, and if he's well, answering on behalf of the prosecution, that's not, that's, that's not cool, man. But you've got you gotta, you gotta to get these things, uh, these, uh, you got to get these, these elements uh, squared away in, in your mind. The questions were in writing, and I handed them to the judge, and he read the questions out loud in court. And then answered them. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of background. You got, when he got I, to I, the fourth question, lighting. he handed we're, we're back, the, he handed back we're, the question and uh, said uh, the prosecutor moved for a trial date. Somebody figured out there's a lot of background noise. All right. That was New York, Northeast New York. I muted you out. If you need to come back in, just put your hand up, star eight. And uh, we're going to get to Minnesota in a minute. And there was somebody else who had their hand up. So, uh, okay, I'll, I'll mute out and listen then. Oh, that's all right, William. You, you, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, you, if you've got something else, just, uh, go ahead and uh, ask a question and wrap it up. No, that was just really my questions was is, is I have these questions that I want answered. Uh, not quite sure the proper procedure to get the, the prosecutor to answer those questions. Uh, they keep referring to previous letters, which refer to a previous letter, which refers to a statute as an answer. And that really doesn't clarify it for me. If they're saying, yes, there's a claim, then I guess the next question would be, who is the claimant? Who 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 requests compensation 
and to whom can I provide remedy and restitution? Right. No, that is that is exa- that is exactly right, and that's where you're going with with that whole line of questioning. It's like, okay, bring bring the bring the man forth that's making the claim, so that I can answer him. May I take so that's 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 why you have to establish there is a claim in the first place. Yeah, he was quickly quick to change it around from claim to complaint or to uh, charges. A lot of the times they'll tell you that uh, that yes, there is a claim within the complaint. That's a very typical thing for them to say, also. And uh, so the the fact is, it is a complaint, and there are claims that are being made in the complaint. And obviously, they're using the word claim quite differently from the way you're using the word claim. And so when you, uh, yeah, and I've heard this. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I've heard in the past is people will say, you know, when I get to court, I'm going to require paper, pen, and ink to give proper answer. And to that, I respond, if you know they're going to be asking the question, why don't you sit down at night when you have a minute to yourself and just write out your answer? You know they're going to be asking you certain questions. Why not prepare an answer? Why wait till you get into court? And so, when you, if you're going to provide uh, an answer regarding uh, a particular thing, you may wish to add a definition. Okay, if you give a, if you if you give a paper to the judge and you say, uh, you know, on on this piece of paper, you, you say, is there is there a man here making a claim against I? A man, and uh, you include on that piece of paper the definition of the word claim. You can print out the definition and write the rest by hand. And you know this is the definition of the word claim that I'm using uh, in this question. And you know you can clarify things like that. My uh, my girlfriend was in court, and uh, she was asking, she was telling the uh, the judge that the uh, trespass on her property and the judge said so he you know so this guy here this this attorney and she was accusing him of baritry so he's the judge is saying so you're saying that this guy here uh came onto your land and she said no he trespassed on my property and so you know she never communicated the proper definition for property you know and it's just a lack of experience but that's that's you know one of the uh one of the stumbling blocks that she had. So when you're communicating with the judge in writing, you you may wish to uh, you know have some of these things available where you're providing the court with a definition for person and a definition for man. Uh, you know, I a man. You know, the nature of of I is man. The nature of uh, yeah, the the nature of the the plaintiff is a is a person. Uh, and you know. Uh, an artificial entity, you know. So you, you know, you can give things in writing, whatever, to clarify things like like the word claim. Sorry, I didn't mean to run on like that. May I say something? Go ahead, Rhonda. Um, something that Carl said last week that really struck me is they're saying they have a claim or a complaint or whatever. Um, if you're going to catch a mouse, do you run around stomping your feet on the floor, or do you lead him into the trap? And how would you? No, you pick up a big stick and you hit him over the head with it. 
when I, if you're running around stomping your feet on the floor, you ain't going to see him because he ain't going to come out. So what did Carl say last week? Uh, dear John, are you the man who is bringing this claim against me? You you don't want to, you know, oh, you know, I mean, I understand what you're saying, yes, but you start going right to, uh, I'm a man, the nature of, who, who's the nature of this? The first thing you got to do, you cut that prosecutor into admitting he's a man. Ain't that what Carl said last week? John, are you the man who sent me this? I don't remember because he hasn't made the show available. <laughs> well, I listened to it, and I believe I heard that, something to that effect. You know, he you don't run around, uh, you know, beating people on the head right off the bat. You know, you're going to lead them into a trap. They're going to sense what you're trying to do, and and you're not going to get them there. I you agree 100%. Give them enough room. They'll, they'll hit themselves in the head with a big stick. And just, just by you saying, hey, are you the man that uh, sent me this letter? You know, yes, yes he, I am. Well, good. Yeah, he just admitted he's a man. Because then he's already put his first foot into the trap. And then you ask him another simple question. Let him jump right into the trap, both feet. Oh, are you the man, here's, here's maybe a better way, are you the man prosecuting this case? Are, you know, are you the man that I communicate with? Uh, you know, he thinks you're trying to communicate with him in his case. You know, and what else did Carl say? If, you, if you're supposed to show up as a defendant, then what do you say? You show up as the defendant accompanied by the man. And you don't try to go in their case and try to screw up their case. That judge ain't got no... Has this man filed a claim yet? I don't know. But if he didn't, he ain't got no business going in there jacking up that prosecutor's nice little case. The judge ain't got time for it. He's right. I don't know. Well, you know, one of the things is... uh, One of the things that really make it so much easier for you is instead of trying to perform on the spot... Uh, you know, write this stuff out first. Keep your mouth shut in court. Write this stuff out. And when you, look, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of clicking going on. There's some background noise where you're at. Uh, please mute out whoever that is. Oh, but see, I wouldn't go at right after him saying, hey, I'm going to file a claim against you and blah, blah, blah. you got to trap no, him first. you got you got to get him to admit that they're a man. And... Uh, because until you get them to admit they're a man, you you ain't got a claim. You got to make sure you're talking to the man. So you got a man to bring a claim against. You, you know, uh, it, John, you the man prosecuting this case. Are you the one that I communicate with? He writes back, "Yes, I am." Well, good. You're the man. Okay. Now, uh, I think you made a mistake. You know, and uh, like you said, if if you're gonna uh, want me to show up to your little play, then I'm going to, re- the man's going to require uh, compensation because my time's just as valuable. But you don't go there right off the bat. You do, John, you the man prosecuting this case or you the one I communicate with? Something simple like that. And, and just act like you're trying to get information to, to deal in their case because they're thinking, hey, as long as you're in our case, we're going to win. Right. Don't you somewhere in there got to figure out who you got to compensate back who you've harmed? 
Yeah, well, first, first I just ask him, are you the man I communicate? Are you the one the man uh, prosecuting this case? You know, he admits to that. You know, then you let him know. The then they reply to you. Any respond? Any correspondence you have to send to our office? Well, yeah, but they, but then they didn't answer your question. Uh, they never uh, do. Are you just gonna let them off? Are you just gonna let them off with that bullshit answer? You're gonna you're gonna hold them to the to the question. Well, but see, you already scared him off with, hey, uh, what, what what, did you ask him something about a man? What what did you ask him about a man? See, I, I love the what, idea. What question of was he wanting answered that the man said? What what question was he wanting answered? Something about, uh, does that apply to a man? Was, the question was regarding a person. Do you consider I, a man, to be a person within the definition of the act, which is a board of health, municipality, or or any other corporation. Well, see, you already scared them off right there. But see, that wasn't that wasn't your first uh, letter, was no, that it? That wasn't Dave? the first letter. No. no, no. This is this is uh, this is later. This on. is this is four months into questions and answers. You know, she's been answering all along, but now that she provided him with discovery, she uh, her answer this time was, "I've given you everything that I'm going to use as evidence against you." And you should seek an attorney if you wish. You should seek counsel from an attorney if uh, if you want to know more about the, the statutes, about the laws, about whatever else you want to know about. So now she's refusing to answer because she has provided uh, discovery. Well, well, I don't think I would be so like so concerned what they have in their case. I think since he's got a woman's name, uh, I think my first thing, if I was gonna, if she was get, causing me harm with this, I think first thing I would notice her that she's talking to a woman, not a defendant, and uh, she's causing a woman harm. A friend of mine was uh, dealing with the IRS, and this uh, one agent kept bothering her, bothering her, bothering her, and here just last October was going to threaten to sell her dad's house <laughs> for to pay for her stuff. And uh, so she wrote her back a little letter, you know, letting her know that, you know, hey, you're harming a woman. I'm a woman, and you're harming a woman, and you're causing my dad harm and everything else. Now, she hadn't heard from her since, and she was pretty. She was threatening to go, go to federal court to take the house last October. And since she wrote that letter, and my friend was saying, oh, you know, all this time she's been talking to her and talking to her and talking to her, and I said, yeah, but this is the first time you talked to her as a woman. This is the first time you've been talking to her as a taxpayer before. She thought you was a taxpayer pair, and she was right about what she was doing because she didn't do anything to a taxpayer. But this is the first time you let her know that she was causing harm to a woman. And knock on wood, she ain't heard nothing since from that woman. Oh, that's, was, uh, it, it's, it's what, a very typical thing that happens, especially when the when the issue is minor. You, know, you let them know that you're not, you know, that, that you're, you start using, you know, this kind of language, and you, you, a lot of them will just get scared off. You know, I think I might say, okay, uh, whatever this woman's name is, uh, you're, you know, the defendant will be accompanied by a woman who will require compensation unless, unless there's, a le, you know, a legitimate claim by a man or a woman that the, that I can compensate or make restitution to. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, you know, 
please discharge the matter and and uh or this would be my compensation if I'm, you know if I accompany the defendant. If the woman accompanies the defendant. I think that how Carl said you if you go into court you show up. Say they're in their case. You don't want to just not show up and get a you know you show up but you're you're the defendant accompanied by the man. But when you're first dealing with them, you know, you you gotta lead them into the trap and get them to admit they're talking to a man or a woman. And, and get, get them to admit that they're a man or a woman. And so you write the words for them. I wouldn't ask them who I am, you know. I'd say, are you the man or the, are you the man prosecuting this case? No, no, you're you're right. And and that you know what's going on with uh, with this man here in, in Ontario. He's already been through that whole line of questioning, and he already got answers to that. So this is like phase three, phase four. This is uh, you know, they're looking. This, this, uh, Minnesota, could you mute yourself out, please? Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, this is phase three, phase four. He's looking at going to trial next week. So, you know, this is in the last throws. Well, Carl says uh, you can throw the man trump card any, at any time, at any stage of the game. Okay, I've had enough. I'm tired of yeah. it. Uh, okay, I'm throwing the man card. Now, what would the man card be? He can't just let him know he's a man. He's got to let him know. He's got to let this man or but woman, it, other man or woman, know that they're causing another man harm. You're causing yeah, Rhonda, me harm. Yeah, Rhonda, Rhonda. I've been working. I've been working with this man, trying to help him out, and he's done all the right stuff. He has uh, tried to put in notices. He's been down at the courthouse. They just they have stonewalled him and and uh, put up roadblocks, and uh, so. You know, he he's asking some questions about things that we were you know, we spent the whole afternoon today talking about that stuff with Terry and uh you know, made some great progress, got some good insights. But uh at, you know, for uh for now, uh I I just want uh to let somebody else come in. Moody uh has been waiting to ask a question and I unmuted a couple of other people and when I unmuted you guys, uh your name disappeared. You just kind of blended into the background. I don't know who's after Moody, but uh, go ahead. Oh, Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota's after Moody. Go ahead, Moody. Uh, go ahead and ask a question. Yes, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but you guys are so into it. Um, my particular situation is with CPS. Um, a father I am with two children, two small girls, and I got I myself into a, yeah, and I got myself into a predicament with CPS. Now it hasn't gone to court yet, but they're they're working on getting a court date, and they're telling me that I have to get a representative, uh, an attorney, I guess, or whatever. And uh, I just wanted to put a question out there. Uh, how you feel and what your experiences have been with CPS, if anybody has any, in regards to... Do they have your kids, or do you have your kids still? No, what happened, my story is pretty basic. Um, We, uh, my little girl ended up in the hospital, and a social worker became involved in the situation. And uh, since then, the social worker's been at my home, and she's drawn up a family case plan for me. And she wants me to uh, follow through with this, and she says she's going to take it to court. 
and she told me that I had to get legal assistance, whether through legal aid or whatever. So I just was kind of wondering if I should just represent myself. Do I, if I got legal aid, does that, how would that affect me and that sort of thing? Well, so you're saying they didn't take your kids? No, it hasn't gotten to that point. I even, I haven't even gone to court yet. Um, you might, it might be early enough in this, in the game where you can just, uh, send them a letter, uh, the man or woman, whoever you've been dealing with Mm -hmm. and just say, uh, thank you for your help, but I no longer require your help. Uh, I revoke, I rescind any signatures. I revoke any contracts or agreements you believe I may have entered into and, uh, yeah, have a good life. Never speak mm-hmm. to them ever again. Okay. And do you think they're just going to let that go? That easily, well, why or? did your why did your uh, daughters and daughter end up in the hospital? Just curious. Okay. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. She had taken some medication, and that's what happened, right? So. Was she, was it her medication? Was it your medication? No, no, no. It was uh, meds that I had. How old is your daughter? She's four. Okay. So we spent the night in the hospital just making sure that everything, that she was going to be fine, and she was. The next morning okay. there was a social worker there, and ever since then, it's been a year now, and uh, she's drawn up, the social worker's drawn up, like I said, the family case plan. She wants me to do all these different things. It's two pages long. Did you sign it? Me, uh, no, I have it here in my hand. I didn't sign it. She have you signed anything by them yet? I'm sorry, go ahead. Have you signed anything, any any Nothing. of their paperwork yet? Uh, no, this is the first case plan that she's come up with. Yeah, I would, my opinion, I think I would probably write them a letter saying, thank you for your help. I no longer require your services or whatever. Um, and just say, I rescind any signatures I may have signed or I revoke any agreements or contracts that I may have entered into. And mm-hmm. I no longer wish to engage in any uh, in interaction with your society with you or your society or something along those lines and just let them know right away that because they're, they're basically banging on your door asking you if they can provide services for you. Mm -hmm. They're actually not allowed to come asking you for help. They're supposed to be waiting for you to ask them for help. So Mm -hmm. just make it very clear that you don't want any other help. Okay. Be very polite and very honorable thank them for everything they've done for you, but just say, no, thanks. I got it. Okay. That makes sense. And even if they do go ahead and try to drag me into court, I guess I would deal with it when, when that happens. But in the meantime, I should definitely revoke anything that the case plan or any help that they have offered to this point, because I genuinely feel after doing all this research um, on the internet and seeing what CPS really does to families, even families that I feel don't deserve, you know, that treatment, like my own situation. Um, I shouldn't say treatment. Obviously, they're trying to intervene and help. But, yeah, but it's kind of scary because, you know, your kids are at stake and you don't know where to go, you know. 
Uh, what Mike's telling you, uh, I agree with. You know, just, just if you have, especially if you haven't signed anything, if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're positive you haven't signed anything, just write him a simple letter. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've decided, uh, you know, we've decided to handle this privately, and uh, we will keep you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep your phone number, and we'll get in touch with you if we need anything. That's it. Just uh, two lines. Say goodbye. Nice knowing you. Glad you yes. were there in case I needed you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Curious. Curious. Is there? Is the mother signed anything? Uh, no. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah. Make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> but the guys are one and one yeah, time to the other. Yeah. And my wife is really paranoid and very <laughs> scared, obviously. And uh, she, uh, the social worker, has been at at our home when we weren't there questioning our children uh we had our oldest daughter she's 15 babysitting the two younger dot my two younger daughters and they ca- uh, came right in the house and started questioning the all the girls uh, about you know if dad does this and mom does that you know all of the questions that's and, all against uh, the law by the way they're not allowed to show up at your daughter's school unannounced and interrogate them which they've done to me before they're not allowed to do all that shit yeah no, those, those kids are your property. It's your life, your private business. It's got nothing to do with them. They're not allowed to go walking into your house. They're, they're not allowed to stop your kids on the way home from school. They're not allowed to go to the school and spill your private dirty laundry all over the public school and the principals and everything. They're not allowed to do any of that. So you've dealt with this before, Mark? I have, yes. Okay. So did you write a letter, like you were suggesting to me, to them just to stop the harassment, for lack of a better term? Yes, I, um, this was way before I, like, this is, that's what made me actually start studying law. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a bad job because I didn't know what I was doing, but I kind of got the point across. But I, uh, I sent them a letter saying, um uh that i wanted them to uh remove any of my my or my daughter's private information from their file and remove all signatures and that i uh i'm uh voiding all contracts that may exist and uh i sent another letter luckily i sent it man to man letters and everything in the private but i uh they were way too long, but I basically told them what they did and how I feel it was wrong that they did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told them they had 10 days to respond. They didn't respond. I sent them another one. I sent them another one. And mm-hmm. they ended up uh, just dropping the case, and they just kind of left. But they mm-hmm. um, before before they went away, they ended up, um, emailing my daughter's school and telling them to have me arrested if I went to show up to pick up my daughter. Oh my so it turned into a bit of a a paper fight between me and the women from the children's aid, their supervisors, the principal, the board of uh, the board of education supervisor. But everybody ended up backing down. Mm-hmm. So the letters definitely worked. So the man-to-man letters that you wrote was it to the social worker that was pursuing pursuing you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's who's on this uh, case plan that I have. This social worker that's pursuing me. Her name is on it, so I can I can get her name from that. And 
Yeah, I wouldn't mention social worker or anything on there. I would just call her by her name. Yes, yeah, man-to-man, just no yep. hats involved. Yep. Greeting, Mary. Okay. Um, these, Mike, you, these do you have are... a, your own show or something that I could uh, – we could talk more about this so we don't take up too much time here? Um, my call is on Tuesday nights, uh, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. The call ID number is 133802. Okay, that's good. I appreciate but if, you're on, uh, if you don't have a Skype account, I would make a Skype account and uh, get in some Skype groups too. Yeah, no, I, I have that. That that'll be great. I'll uh, I'll be on Tuesday then and uh, send you a little message there, and you'll know who it is. And go on um, if you haven't done it already. Go on YouTube and type stuff like Carl Lentz CPS, Carl Lentz Property, Carl Lentz Children. I've been doing that for the last two weeks. I must have watched 300 videos and probably two or three times some of them. Yeah, watch them both three or four or five more times. Yeah, <laughs> Let exactly. it all sink in. Let it all sink in, yeah. Know who you are. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Stand up for yourself as as a man. Don't let them push you around, right? Yep. Yeah, it might Here. also be a good idea to be thinking in the background of uh, character witnesses people in your Mm -hmm. community that know you're a good father and the whole bit, just Mm -hmm. little things just in case, because they might, if it's early enough in the game and they think they know it, they think, you know what you're talking about, they might back down. Mm -hmm. But usually if they get too involved, they're just going to try and plow right through the courts. That's exactly where I'm at right now. I'm just wondering, do I, approach it from your suggestion from that angle or do I just go with this case plan do what they ask and just hope they'll go away <laughs> they, it sounds um, bad to say this but uh, if you go through with their plan they're going to come up with a bunch more hoops for you to jump through they're never going to once they get the foot in the door you cannot get them out yeah, yeah you have you heard the call shows where he talks about you know the family in Alabama um, yes. And he helped out. Yeah, like it, it would never end. You know, mm-hmm. it's never going to end. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a big incentive, big incentive for them, and it's yeah. uh, the almighty dollar. Yes, yeah, their paycheck, right? That's their job, and they, and they're going to keep pursuing until they, well, until yeah. they retire. And they don't. There's obviously some situations where they are helping the kids, but. I would say eight, nine times out of ten, they're just generating revenue. Mm-hmm. That's what they yeah. do for a living. They steal babies. If they're not stealing yeah. babies, they're not making money. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. I feel much better. Remember remember it this way, too. They are a private corporation. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I guess they're legislated by the government, but they're not the government. No, exactly. Well, I don't know. I can't say for every state. I don't really know for sure, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like Coca-Cola coming up and telling you you can't give your kid craft dinner for lunch. Who do they exactly. think they are? Exactly. That's the, yeah, you got to have that in your head and, established, and the whole concept. They're, they're also not supposed to be breaking up families. They're supposed to be helping families. Mm-hmm. So for them to say you can't afford a kid, we're taking your kid, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be providing you with a way of getting a job or 
some kind of community assistance to get you through. Yes. Uh, if you and your wife are fighting in front of the kids, they're not supposed to take the kids. They're supposed to get you guys to counseling or something. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, breaking up the family is the last thing they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in my case, I'm not living home right now because of this whole thing. So they've broken broken up my family already, so I've just got to figure out how to get it all back together. Is there a court order? No, no courts involved yet. Just her banging on my door and firing me pieces of paper with case plans and all this craziness and and putting the fear in us, telling us we've got to get a, a lawyer because the court date is coming. Yeah, these- See how these people work? They're telling you you have to leave your own house and you're doing it. That's yeah, how far yeah. people go. They'll, they'll, they'll do anything. People, it's it's ridiculous. That's one thing I noticed when this started happening to me was the the employees at the schools, the employees at the police station, they all have this idea in their head that the Children's Aid has some kind of authority, that CPS is some kind of a boss to people. Mm-hmm. They, I've had the cops tell me that what the children's aid says goes, they have to do what they're told. It's completely backwards. Everybody thinks they have all this power. Mm-hmm. Because they keep giving them the power. Yeah. You're right. It's because they think, because they come and approach them, they have to speak to them. This is a stranger. This is a nobody who just walks into your life starts claiming mm-hmm. to have some kind of authority over you. And people are saying, oh, they're, they're ju- bowing to their feet and saying, oh, whatever you say, you got a badge, so I guess I have to listen. Yeah, about it's time just we- because vacuum cleaner salesmen come into your house <laughs> and then telling you that they require that you show them the meal plan, see what your kids ate last week, or yeah. like, really, who are you? You're not my family. You have a vested interest in my kids. You don't have title to my kids. Like, what interest do you have at all? Go away. Have your own kids. Okay. Thank you very much. But remember, be super polite. Super honorable. And patient. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay, you guys carry on with your conversation. I I feel completely satisfied with that information, and that's what I've been getting from Carl and his videos, and I just needed some reinforcement that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the right way and I'm, go, I'm going to go about this the right way. And I'm going to approach the man, whoever's behind this, that's pushing all this case plan on me, this person, I'm sorry, the, the man, the woman in this case, and, and deal with it one-on-one with her and t- explain to her through the letter that I no longer need her services. And, and thank you very much for trying to help, but I no longer need your services, period. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. That, it's really good that it's in the early stages too, because mm-hmm. you now, now if you get served with court papers, you're going to be at least a little bit, a little bit more knowledgeable, and you can deal with court before it happens. Mm-hmm. But Great. I definitely would uh, keep studying. Oh, I, I'm not going to stop. I, I stay up all night doing this. I'm, I'm terrified for my my family. You know. If you haven't done it already, I would go to uh, Angela's Tart, Angela's Talk Show, my private audio, and I would listen mm-hmm. to all the episodes that Carl was on there, mm-hmm. and then start at Carl's with episode one, and start at least the first ten, 
I would say probably first 15 or 20 calls on Carl's uh, talk shoe. Yes, I've, I've done a bit of them, but not all of them. But I'm going to uh, mute out now and let you guys finish. But uh, I've got some work to do, <laughs> some letters to draw up. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. My boy went through this thing for, for two years. They got him sucked in. They kept him there for two years. And he had a public defender. And finally, I I kept telling him, and I kept telling him, kept telling him, he wouldn't listen, he wouldn't listen. I've got an attorney, Dad. I've got an attorney, Dad. I've got an attorney, Dad. And so what finally happened is they tried to take his son again. He just couldn't jump through enough hoops. His son lost 0.3 ounces. And because he lost 0.3 ounces, they wanted to take his child again. And I gave him a list of things to do. And the first thing, he had a public defender, so the first thing on his list was to obtain the heirs and admissions insurance number of his public defender. And then the next thing was to get sworn affidavits as to his character and his character as a parent. And uh, to make evidence. Well, lo and behold, here comes this puppy's mama from the department walking in. And... Uh, She's got a letter from the previous caseworker, and my boy reached over and tugged on his attorney's shoulder, and and uh, now he'd already been into court 20 times prior, 20 times he'd played this game, and he reached over and tugged on his attorney's shoulder, and he looked at the attorney, and he says, that's not evidence, that's just a letter. Nobody's sworn to that, and... Uh, his attorney stood up, you know, he's, he's already gave forth his errors and emissions insurance number, stood up and said, uh, uh, objection, third-party hearsay. And this uh, puppy's mama from the department, she went ballistic. How dare anybody challenge her? And uh, so my daughter-in-law's attorney stood up and says, well, if you want that to be evidence, that's not a problem. All you have to do is go up there and raise your hand and swear <laughs> under oath that everything in that letter is truth and factual. She says, well, I can't do that. She says, it's not my work. A lawyer told she, a lawyer to take the stand? Yes. Well, really? told the caseworker to take the stand. Told the caseworker to take the stand. Oh, told the caseworker okay. to take the stand, raise her hand, and swear under oath that that was true and factual. And uh, the caseworker says, I can't do that. That's not my work. And then so my daughter's attorney looks at her and says, well, I guess it's not evidence, then, is it? If you can't swear that it's factual, it's not evidence. And lo and behold, all of it stopped right there. They never, ever bothered him again. But I'm in the middle of one right now myself, and it's a little different. But whenever you guys get around to me, give me, give me a shout, and I'll tell you about what's going on there uh, in West Virginia. They're stealing children for money at uh, at a million dollars a pop uh, under three-to-one federal funding. So whenever you have time, give me a, a holler here. I'll be on a standby. All right. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, we got uh, Northeast New York that wanted to talk in uh, Minnesota. I'm not sure if uh, if you're if you're ready or not. Uh, Who's turning it? Northeast New York. Why don't you go ahead, and I'm going to unmute Minnesota. 
Minnesota, if uh, if there's a lot of noise in where you're at, just mute yourself. All right. Hey. Um, basically, can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, hold on just a second. I'm going to let uh, Northeast New York go ahead, and then uh, you're next. All right. Um, well, I, my problem is uh, traffic matters here, and um, I heard the gentleman earlier talking about how he wrote letters and uh, stuff like that, you know, going through the right process, and they were stonewalling him, and uh, that's basically where I'm at. They're acting like uh, nothing I say has any validity to it. Okay. So they're basically just treating me like I'm crazy, and uh, so the last time I was at court, he said, well, none of the stuff that you're doing or saying is uh, getting us anywhere, so I'm I'm going to give you two months to write written motions. And I don't know if that's them trying to suck me into the trap and not go over to their side or if I have to go about this in a different way to keep it in, you know, uh, on my side, common law side. Okay. All right, back up a second. Start, start over from the beginning. I was uh, pulled over because uh, under undercover police officer didn't like the way I was traveling, and uh, she gave me some tickets. And um, so I went to court, and I've I've been through all this stuff where I went through the arraignment, and after oh, the arraignment oh, process, I've been to court probably six times after that, and I've oh, asked. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're going too way, way, way too far. You, you, uh, she didn't like the way you were you were traveling. And uh, somehow you went to an arraignment. An arraignment is for felony charges. Did you get charged with felonies? She arrested me, uh, misdemeanors. Um, it was actually the sergeant showed up on the scene, and I explained to them that I wasn't driving, I was traveling, and how I had every right to do so. And he asked for my ID. And I had uh, told him that I, I didn't want a contract with him. And this is before I really got into Carl's stuff. And I was very polite with these guys. But he told me, he said, if you don't give me your ID right now. And there was one cop on the scene who knew me. I want to back that up. So they knew my name. You know, they knew who I was. I wasn't trying to hide my identity. I just didn't want to contract with them. So he said, I'm going to give you one more chance. You give me your ID right now or I'm going to arrest you for obstruction. So, of course, I didn't hand it to him. And I was arrested for obstruction plus the other traffic charges that they gave me. Okay. So I went to the arraignment, and uh, it was a woman judge, and she asked me a couple questions, and if I was going to be pleading guilty or not guilty, and I said, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to plead at this time. So she uh, bailed me out. I bailed out, and I've gone to court several other times after the arraignment, and we've gone absolutely nowhere because I keep asking for a verified claim against me, and the judge is like uh, he has, is a verified claim, and I try to explain to them what I mean by a verified claim and how only a man can bring that forth against me, and I've offered to, to offer remedy to any man who feels I owe him a debt, and uh, they basically are stonewalling me, telling me I, I have to get an attorney. At this point, they're really... Obstruction uh, of what? Obstruction of a sea otter? Oh, hold on, Mark. Mark, I, I had to mute you out because you're, you you got to take a breath in there. I was trying to cut in and say and talk to you, but you you, you got to stop talking. You, you know, one, I ask a question, you answer the question, I ask a question, we go back and forth. Uh, you running on and on and on and on does not work. 
So I'm gonna Yeah, who did he Gus, ask him who he obstructed or what he obstructed. It was obstruction of governmental obstruction of governmental administration. Go ahead, Martin. So you obstructed yourself? No, he said I obstructed uh, governmental administration by not complying, not giving him my ID. So you're not government. Not there. That's, that's what I try to explain to these folks, and they act like I'm talking Chinese. How long yeah, ago did this doesn't usually do you any good to argue with cops on the side of the road. No, no, Mike, it doesn't. Mike, what number was that call with Carlos where he uh, talked about obstruction of a sea otter? Uh, episode 70, I think. There you go. Number 70 on Mike's pop shoe. Mike, what's your talk shoe number? 133802. Number 70. If, you, uh, if you're not speaking, please mute yourself out. There's a lot of different people on here. Uh, I really don't want to mute the whole board down. Uh, check out uh, check out Mike's talks at number seventy, and you'll hear a whole lot of uh, stuff on uh, a whole lot of useful stuff there. There's two shows back to back. Carl came in about three, two hours, I think two hours into the first call, and then he stayed on for two hours into the next call, roughly. Oh, okay. Uh, check that out and uh, get back to us. There's, uh, I think it's north and west Colorado. Yep, that's it. All right. Um, hey, Minnesota, how you doing? Minnesota? Yeah, I'm here. All right. What's going on? Uh, okay, I'm going to try to do this quick. Um, I just heard about Carl two weeks ago. I've been living and breathing this stuff. I have got my son and daughter-in-law who are married. Maternal grandma has uh, filed uh, their claim or their complaint that my son and daughter-in-law abandoned my grandson, which is not true whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to do a gist of this here. Um, I pretty much I listened to Carl's things about tell him it's property and it's all over, Exhibit A. I get all that. Um, we have court on the 8th of this month, this week. Um, yep. I'm going to I'm gonna try. I got all these docs. I've got all of his documents. I'm going to kind of just, you know, mirror them, basically, um, the three or four sentences, and do what I got to do. Here's my question, though, because it's their court on Thursday, and the last audio that I listened to with him, um, he talked about the gal in California where he said, just write two sentences while you're in their court, and you say it's property, exhibit A, it's all over. So I am just, I've heard about notices and all that other stuff. I get that and the process of it. But if you're in their court and you go in as a man, 
when is the appropriate time to file your claim? Or do you just go in, like he says, and write it on a piece of paper, I demand, I demand or yeah. restoration yeah. of my property and that kind of stuff without giving notice yeah. to grandma and the guardian ad litem and the court? And when do I pay that fee if I have to file? Or do I just go in there, blanket it, like he said to do with this other girl, and then wing it? Well, I admire your courage to move so quickly with only two weeks behind you. But, uh, before, <laughs> well, before I'm not you, afraid uh, of the court, so I've I've no, been no, in court many not, times. So that's not what I'm saying. It's uh, there's a lot involved. So before uh, we still got over an hour to kill on this call, so uh, there's no rush to get through. You get you can take your time. So how old is your son? My son is 29. My daughter-in-law is 26. They were having some financial Hold issues. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Okay, so sorry. They're still together? They are. All right. And how old is the is the baby? Um, He'll be three in February. And uh, how long ago did uh, the grandmother decide to uh, to do this? The other she, filed, she filed her case July, like, or something like that. My daughter-in-law was living with her and the baby, but they kept locking her out. Okay, and where was the where was your son then? He was living with me because they hate my son. So they, your son and his wife were still together, but Correct. because of of a financial issue, uh, they they weren't able to live together. Correct, because they were looking for a new place, working all the time, and. You know, okay. Grandma that's volunteered fine. to help out. That, that's fine. So you guys are helping out, and that's wonderful. Uh, so are your, is your son and, and your daughter-in-law living in the same place now? Yes. And so the uh, the the other grandmother's claim, uh, what's that based on if they're back together, living in the same house, and everything's back on track? She won't give the baby up. She's got custody of the baby? Yeah, the judge gave them temporary custody. Well, there's, something else, going, there's something else going on then. No, there isn't. Um, they dug up an old CPS report that wasn't true, um, July 12, or July of 2012, and case was closed. Um, they've been trying to get my son and daughter-in-law divorced since they got together. Um I can't tell you how much they hate my son, and they have not done anything wrong. They have not consented to anything, and they have not been charged with any crime or hurt to this baby. I I totally believe everything you're saying, um, but what uh, what you're describing is a really uh, deep issue. It involves a little kid and CPS, and so. Uh, I'm not comfortable in helping people that I don't really know. Uh, it's kind of weird that they they are together and that uh, that this is still going on. So I would I would like to know a, a lot more, and I'd really like to talk with the mom and the dad. Uh, you know, to to do that, are they are they available? Can can they get on the phone? 
Um, no, not right now. They're at their place. They were living with me for a while. They just got their own place. So um, I am trying well, to help them out. So, um, Well, at, at this point in time, we're, uh, you know, we're, they're really the ones who have the right to have that child, uh, to have their property in their possession and, uh, and you know, have their family back in one piece. So uh, they, yeah, are they interested in learning what you've been learning? Yes, my son's very familiar with it. We're on Common Law um, on Facebook, my son and myself. Um, okay. What about the uh, the baby's mom? Is she uh, is she on board? She's on board as well. Okay. Um, there's a little bit more detail. I'm sure I don't. I'm willing to pay anybody for some extra help here, so that I can get this oh, done. This has gone on too long. Well, the the, the uh, as far as as far as uh, Thursday, um, if they want custody of their property, if they want uh, restoration, okay, to restore, they want the property put back into their warehouse, restore their property, then on Thursday, they go to court and they simply tell the court, we require the restoration of our property. And that's it. Okay. Nothing else. There's nothing else to say. You write it down, uh, you know, that's it's, it's about the size of it. And, okay. Uh, are you working with anybody right now on this, or is this your first call? Um, no, I just started listening to all the Carl stuff, and um, I've been living and breathing it. So I actually had a brother-in-law years ago that was an attorney, didn't agree with the system, so he's not anymore. But he taught me a lot way back when, and I actually went into court on my own for a debt. And I did something similar. I just didn't know what it was called. I had 20 people follow me out of that courtroom because the attorney threw her hand up in the air and said, I got nothing, Your Honor, and the, and the, the case dismissed. So, um, it, it sounds I like, uh, I mean, it sounds like there's something else going on, but I, I've seen some pretty screwy stuff anyway. And, uh, you know, if the, if there's some real concern, the chances are the judge is not going to just hand the kid the kid over. So if there is no real concern and they require the restoration of property, uh, chances are they're going to be all set. There's, okay. it, it would be really good for all of us to have a conversation. Maybe, uh, maybe you're going to court Thursday. Correct. Um, Maybe Tuesday night, if uh, if Mike's doing a call, we can get together then. We can get together uh, maybe tomorrow night, you know, just have a private call. And I would love that. I would so appreciate that. Well, if... When, uh, how did you find out about Carl? Yeah, I'm sorry. Just um, it's, it's a crazy story, but I believe in God. I believe in the power of prayer. And Christmas, um, the Sunday before Christmas, um, I called... The, she's the maternal grandma. I'm the paternal. Uh, I called her to see if I could have my grandson and we could have our Christmas. And she said, talk to your son and hung up on me. So I came back home and I was crying and I prayed to God to please give me the resources, the tools and the people. And if I need to, the money so that we can correct the wrong and make it right and be forgiven and move forward. 
And two hours later, somebody that I had no idea who it was came on my Facebook instant message and told me about Kyle and gave me all the links. And I'm not kidding you. It's, it's absolutely, I, I don't have any fear in this. None. Um, they want this child because the maternal grandma got remarried. Um, long story short, she couldn't have any more kids, got her tubes tied and reversed and had one with issues. And this guy wants a son. He makes a lot of money. They need a tax credit. This is kind of where all this started. So um, it's a bizarre story. You'd never even believe it if somebody told you. But what was your original? uh, What was the original CPS issue? Um, That had to deal with my daughter-in-law's father and stepmother. Um, These people are absolutely cruel. Um, they don't know their boundaries and this child, they're trying to get, they're just trying to intervene one way or another. So she called CPS on false claims or false complaints and the case was closed immediately. And now that they've heard, the court heard that there was this open seat or there was a closed CPS case, he, um, employed a guardian at litem just to, um, do an investigation on what that report said. So, other than that, um, they've made him go through parenting classes. Who agreed to pay the bill for the guardian of item? They're charging my son and daughter-in-law, treating them as unmarried, and um, charging them $500 a whack. They made them go to uh, parental evaluation, which they don't need. Hold on, hold on. The, the, uh, how long has the guardian at Lightham been involved? Um, I'd say August, September. Um, the, the first court date was October of 2014. It kept getting right. continued from July. So the, your your son and daughter daughter-in-law signed... A guardian ad litem stipulation allowing Not, her to do this work? I don't think so. We, I hired an attorney. She didn't do crap for us, so I'm going to fire her. Okay. Um, well, a guardian, a guardian ad litem has works under contract. Somebody has to agree to pay the contract. To, I mean, to pay the guardian ad litem, and then the guardian ad litem begins uh, the work set forth for her or him by the court. So uh, I, I have yet to see a guardian at Lightham do any work without being contracted because otherwise there's no guarantee they're going to get paid. Uh, so unless the court decided that uh, it was going to come out of some fund that the state has, uh, then somebody has signed some agreement. Well, she, and, just, said, she just said that they're paying $500. Away. Yeah, but... but they- they never, they never sign anything. They just keep getting bills. Well, here in Ontario, in family court, if they want to get a guardian ad litem involved, they give both the mother and the father a huge application form, like pages and pages of ridiculous questions, and you have to actually apply. You have to beg to have yeah, a guardian must, ad litem. They, they need your consent. They must have no, agreed to something. No, they didn't. Judge did this. Well, did they pay? Nope, they haven't paid anything because they don't have the money to do so. 
Is there any way they is there any way they can bring your son and uh, your daughter in law on uh, Mike's show Tuesday night so we can talk to them directly? Sure. What time is it? So on. Nine o'clock. Uh, no, no, no. What time is it? Start, Mike. Seven Eastern. Okay. But he usually uh, runs the full five hours anyway. I wish Sorry, I could get I just... somebody. Can I get somebody's email and then I can share my information with you? What's your, what's, your, what's your Facebook information? Um, uh, I'm under Melissa, or Melissa Grover. Are Are you on Skype, Melissa? No, I years ago I was, but I haven't used it in a long time. But um, uh, a lot of us uh, work on Skype, and we uh, we communicate there. We trade documents. We uh, like if you write something for the court, your claim, whatever you're doing, uh, some of us, once you, once you, you know, you meet some of the people in the group, then, uh, you get a chance to see who wants to help you out and you form your own group for your particular issue with people that are willing to focus on helping you out for, you know, for the duration of the issue or, or at least until, you know, until they, they uh, have to move on, but okay. uh, Skype, Skype is probably the best place to to hook up. And to you know, if you hook up on Skype, you'll be talking to us tomorrow morning. There's going right, to be something. I'm willing to do that, and I'm willing right. to pay. I'm willing to pay. I this woman a day too long. If you guys have ever seen the movie Tommy Dearest, that's who we're dealing with in 2015. Well, just well, uh, get, get on Skype. Get on Skype. You know, my, my Skype name is Gus dot Breton, G U S dot B R E T O N. Mike's B like boy. B like boy, yep. Okay, can you go slower and repeat that? I'm sorry. I got G U S dot B like boy. R like uh, Rudolph. Okay. B like Edward. T like Tom. Okay. O. And like Nancy. Okay. You know, you can get a hold of me or you can get a hold of Mike. Mike is calm in law. C A L M I N L A W. Okay. Get a hold of either one of us and uh let us know who you are, that you're on the call, uh what the issue is. You know, just just uh just a a couple of sentences so we know who you are so we can uh, put you into a group. All right, sounds good. You guys, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, yeah, this is, uh, and if anybody else is in Minnesota, I'd like to talk about them as well. So um, maybe between all of us, we can hook together. Minnesota is kind of sticky sometimes. So, yeah. Uh, hey, there's a couple episodes back. I mean, if, if these guys don't get in touch with you. A couple episodes back, Carl gave his phone number out. So if you could find that episode, uh, <laughs> you might be able to get in con- contact with Carl. Have you tried to call Carl? I tried to text him, him last week. I tried to send him email and texts and stuff last Saturday on the call, but it didn't go through. So um, okay. and I tried to get on this call, and I finally figured out tonight how to do it. I'm in my car, actually, because I live out in the sticks, and I don't get good reception in my house. So, um yeah, I'm willing to write books. I'm willing to do anything for that man if we can 
help other people because that's what I do. So. Yeah, I don't believe Carl is. I don't think he takes money to help with children. So. Okay. Yeah, this this woman, I I cannot begin to tell you a terrific story. So. Um, it, it sounds bad. It, it's like <laughs> doesn't it sound good. So I really appreciate. It. I want to get off so that somebody else can get some help. You guys are amazing, and God bless you. And I'll be on the phone. I'll be on Skype tomorrow looking for you. Sounds good. Hey guys, right, I be- guys, I believe she was getting your first name as B U S. So you might want to tell her it's G U S. Yeah, G. Uh, G like George. Yep, I got it. I've got Gus. Dot B R E T O N, and that's B like boy. Got all that, and I've got mics as well. So I'll be looking for you on Skype. I'm going to be learning how to use that again too. <laughs> so thank you again. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. I'm getting off now. Have a great night. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Uh, as far as available, I have a quick question. Um, I've had a couple of hearings on uh, a cultivation thing, and basically they, they've never gotten my name. They've even lied in some of their notes saying that I uh, understood their little pathetic rights that they claim that they pro- so auspiciously provide. And uh, saying that I did, uh, and I asked for counsel, and I other officers' notes said that I didn't say that, so I've got contradicting notes here. And they don't even ask for my name when I go into hearings. They just say, I see Mr. Western is here. And I keep telling them, my name is Nick, and they keep saying, well, here, you're Mr. Western. And it's like... Well, yeah, they want the person. They want the person to come forward. The thing is, I'm not volunteering. I'm denying... I'm saying I'm a man. I'm I'm not... Well, you're, you're... you know, you want to be there for that person. You're, you know, the man is here regarding that, or regarding yeah, that person. I've, I've said that, and like I say, they don't even ask the name anymore. They just say, "I see he's here," and and so what they. The, they mm-hmm. What are the charges? Uh, cultivating for the purpose. Uh, what the for the purpose? Of uh, trafficking. Uh, okay, so what? Who did I harm? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's was... the thing is, is I've been demanding that they show me a claim. They say, well, the, the prosecutor has provided this giant package of stuff, and I say, I don't see a claim here. And they say, well, that's that's what they've given you, and, and so we're proceeding on. What were you, I've never... Mm-hmm. What were you cultivating? Tomatoes? What, I mean, don't... Cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what you call it? Well, it's what it is. It's cannabis. It is. Maybe even... You you know that for a fact. Mhm. Yeah. You you'll verify under oath that that's cannabis. Well, actually, the only thing I've ever called it was my property, okay. and I've asked for my property return. I've I've uh, let them know that I don't, I didn't approve of their uh, trespassing and. You asked back. mommy and daddy for your property to be returned. You asked for the sucker back. I'm sorry, well, I don't mean to be. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, that's what you have, said you asked. 
I think, didn't I say I demanded? Because well, no. uh, well, demand is no good either. Uh, required right. property return. All right, I'm going to mute out. I got to go back in. Uh, so what we did was last last hearing I put in a claim claim of right and um, notice of trespass and what I put in there was a fee schedule and I basically said that beginning January 1st if they want me to show up in court again that I require $10,000 in advance per session now my question is if I show up there and basically giving them a freebie when I said that I required payment in advance. So it, my uh, hearing is also on the 8th. Now, am I stepping in a minefield when I go into that courtroom saying, having already said that I demand payment in advance? When did uh, when was the scheduled? When was the hearing scheduled? When did you get notice of the hearing? Late November? Well, I got notice of the hearing at the last hearing, which would have been uh, December 12th. So on December 12th, you got notice of the hearing. And uh, did you tell whoever gave you this notice that you required payment in advance? Well, what I did was at that hearing, I, I submitted or I filed these documents, these uh, uh, claim of right and notice of trespass. And on there is indicated that beginning January 1st, I now require $10,000 per session per time that they want me to show up in advance. So uh, so you put that into the court on the 12th. Uh, who did you, did you hand a copy of it directly to the, uh, to the other side, the other party? I uh, handed a copy to the clerk who gave it to the judge. I handed, there's two attorneys. I had, I had a copy for each attorney. And so, did you go back and look at the record to make sure that it's filed? How do you do that? You go to the clerk and you say, I need to see the case file. You go to the clerk. So, you go to the office or the, the Queen's Bench uh, thing? Well, you uh, go to the... The uh, the clerk is in charge of keeping the record. So, every case gets a file number so that they know how to track these things down when somebody shows up. And wants to look at it, or right. uh, give you know, give file number 23 to the judge. He's got a hearing on number 23 today, so it's just a reference number. So you, you go to the court and you say, "I want to see case number 23," and they'll say, "Who are you?" And say, "You know, I'm the man who wants to see case number 23 because it's a public case, and and you have the right to see it. Any anybody does. You know, a reporter who wants to know about case number 23 can go look at case number 23." So can you. And so if you put something into the case, you should go and make sure that it's there. Uh, things sometimes tend to disappear. And what I do is I take my phone in and I take pictures of uh, case files with, with my phone. So I can document that something's actually uh, been put in there. Now, one of the things you might want to take a copy of uh, is the, uh, the index sheet, which shows everything that's been put into the case. And your your items should be listed on that on that index sheet. But if if that paper is not in the court file, uh, then you know it was totally ignored. It, it never really, you know, it it, it doesn't exist. He uh, when the judge got it, he did say he this man has given me 
or, or Mr. Western has given me a notice of trespass and a claim of right. So he okay. actually spoke on the spoke out loud that I had given him those things. I've okay. received a memorandum of hearing indicating the next hearing and when the trial starts, which is 13th. And uh, it really didn't say anything in that memorandum. Uh, but the thing is, you know, when I go in there and I go and look at the docket sheets posted up in the hallway, I never find my name. I have to actually go to the Queen's Bench uh, desk at the front of the courthouse and ask them, you know, I'm here for, for, for Nick Weston and, uh, you know, I need to know which room I'm in. And she's looking, she's looking, oh, here it is. Yeah, you know, because they don't even give me a room number. I have to go and look it up on that day. And then I don't even find my name there. It's like, it's so bizarre. It's like they're, you know, making me go to the desk and give a name before I can even find out where I'm supposed to be. Well, they're probably trying to get you to the fault. It sounds like they're trying to put a noose there and they want you to hang yourself with it. When's your so, next court date? Eighth Thursday. Thursday. I'm tempted to not show up and just wait for them. Unfortunately, my neighbors are going to get me watch, get to watch me get hauled off. Well, I, I think you, I think you should uh, uh, write a letter at least, or contact somehow uh, that you and let them know that you have received payment. So you're giving notice that you're not going to be there according to your terms. I wouldn't just not show up. Mm, right. And verify, verify that your notice was uh, was put into the case file. Show up on the eighth, and uh, when they call your name, say, you know, who's providing the check? Who's paying for me to be here today? I've given notice to the court. I require payment before we get started. See what happens there. Okay. Good. Or, that's, you know, that's what I need. Even better, write it down on a piece of paper, and when they call your name, hold the paper up in the air and uh, wave it at the judge and uh, at the man sitting in that, that judge seat. Mm. Sir, yeah. how, much, uh, how much property did they take? Because um, I think Carl mentioned... Uh, He's been looking for somebody where they took a lot of your property. Yeah, they claimed uh, like $68,000 worth. No, well, yeah. no not, not like street value. How much, like how many pieces of property did they take? <laughs> well, you know, when you do, say, a 10-unit operation, you always have 20 on hand at any time. So when they raid you, they find 20, they say you had 20. And I was actually helping my friend. He was cleaning out a spider mite infestation. And uh, so I had his as well. I was, I was, uh, you know, babies. So oh, I had, like, yeah, my, uh, my property had that before, too. I had to wash them off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had three times what I was supposed to have. And, uh, well, by it, whose... By, who says that three times? You know, like, did, did God say you can only have that much? Well, I no, mean, it's a matter of space. I only planned on doing 10, but I wound up moving. I just moved, and I let the previous catch up with the next. Uh, and and uh, and so I had twice as much as I wanted to have. I wanted to have just a, a modest little 
system. And I wanted just to finish off those last, the, pre, the, the previous uh, uh, cycle. So I had to finish those off here and then I was going to go back down to the normal number. But on top of that, I had my friend's babies. So I had three times what I planned on having. It's absurd that, you know, you had too many, like, too much property. You can't have that much property. To me, it's all irrelevant because if I had $20,000 worth of plants and equipment and they said that they found $60,000, great. Now you guys admitted to robbing me of $60,000 worth of property. Right, Mike, the reason I'm asking is because Carl's been looking for somebody to get a lot of property back. Hey, this little stuff in your pocket. Mm-hmm. No, the, the the lot of property would probably be uh, the lady out in uh, California that we haven't heard from again, uh, Mike, Tricia. Yeah, we haven't heard from her in a long time. That, that was a, a big amount. But uh, Well, that's their uh, fault for not coming on the show. Well, she did come, but then uh, she w- uh, went to some... Uh, uh, like I said, it's counseling. Their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she tried to decided to do the counseling, and I think they put her away somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Back to uh, uh, to uh, follow up on what Gus was saying, um, I w- uh, I would go into the court uh, Monday and get a, a certified copy or a copy of what they have there of your notice that you said that you would charge ten thousand dollars. Write a notice. And attach that to it, and uh, make copies for. Doesn't have to be certified. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, but uh, you know, sometimes they charge the same for a certified copy, so that makes it a little bit, a little bit better. But anyway, and uh, write your notice and attach that to it, and make reference to it as uh, Exhibit A or whatever. And then when they call you, enter it into the court and say nothing. You still there? Dropped out for a second there. Go ahead. Did you did you get what I said? You said um, to uh, attach a copy. Get it. Um, go, go and look into the file. Right. Get a get a copy of the index or docket report. Get right. a copy of what you filed in, where you give notice that it would cost ten thousand dollars to appear the next time. Uh, and use that as Exhibit A with your new notice, uh, asking where's the check, like Gus was saying, and uh, and attach that as Exhibit A to your notice and submit it to the court with copies for the other people. Basically saying, uh, you know, I'm not participating unless my the, uh, my requirements are met. Well, you still got four days before you go to trial. Uh, Get a hold of the prosecutor and ask uh, the prosecutor to verify that uh, that they get a copy of it, and you know, ask tell them tell them you require payment. You don't have to wait till Thursday. Uh, who's paying me? Yeah, who's uh, who's prosecuting the case? Uh, there's there's two. A man, uh, Michael Foote, and a lady, Laura, something or other. Okay. Uh, yes. Get a hold. Get a hold of them, and give them a bill. Write up a bill for each one of them, and uh, you know, 
put both their names on it and let them know that they, uh, you know, they've got a, they scheduled an appearance for you and that you require an appearance fee and that you'll be happy to be there and uh, go to the courthouse, verify that it's on the record. If it's not on the record, put in a notice. Put it in right at the clerk's window. Tell her, you know, here's my notice for uh, compensation for time for being at this hearing on Thursday, and uh, and then uh, get a court stamped copy of that notice and bring it over to the uh, to the man and the woman that are uh, that are requiring your audience. So you know, bring it over with a copy of a bill. And this bill can be like, uh, I've got a dollar store sales book here. You know, like waitresses have, it makes three copies when you write something on it. And you think that's yeah, good enough? Either that or you can just print it up right off your printer. I mean, if you if you gave them notice that you want a, you want a compensation for showing up in court, then uh, make sure it's on the court record and get a copy of it, time stamped, and bring it over to the... Uh, to, to the man and the woman that are seeking your audience on Thursday. And make sure you hold on to the original invoice and give them copies, not the original, so they can cancel it if, in case they pay, you can cancel that original and give it to them when they give you the check. It's paid in full. Okay, I think, I, I think I've got it. <laughs> don't even want to try and summarize. I think I've got it mapped out in my head, but I can't put it in words right now. There's not a whole lot to it. There's there's a notice that needs to be on the court record. If it's there, great. Get a copy of it. That, you know, a, a copy of the time-stamped copy. Get, you know, when they put it into the record last uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they, they time-stamped it. So it, it should be time-stamped already on the record, and you get a copy of that and you attach a bill to it, you give it to the man and the woman that request your audience on Thursday, and you tell them uh, with a notice that you're going to be there uh, Thursday, but you require to be paid in advance. Okay, they've requested your audience, you require advance payment, period, and and hand it, hand it over to them. If that notice is not on the record, then put one in tomorrow, uh, Monday morning, get it time-stamped, and then bring a copy of it to them and do exactly the same thing. And another approach could be, uh, you know, sounds like you got time. Another approach could be just sending uh, the two prosecutors a letter saying, uh, I have not received your payment yet, therefore I'm giving you notice that I won't be there on uh, such and such a day since I have not received payment. I would make sure that the uh, the referee, the one who wears the dress, gets a copy also. I kind of like the, the first suggestion was, uh, like, do that, do all this uh, preliminary stuff, and then be there anyway. I'm a little hesitant to tell them I'm not going to be there because they're just going to be ready to write up a warrant. Why would you not want to show up? I, I'm already. I've been in that situation. Why would you not want to show up? Yeah, you have, you have, you have to show up, or the or the bill is no good. You can't bill them for something you didn't do. Exactly. So the thing is, uh, the thing is, I told them in advance. Starting January first, I need to be paid in advance for me to show up. 
Yeah, but, okay, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. When I say you're not going to show up, uh, you might be in the room, but when the music starts playing, you're not going to be dancing. You're going to, you know, when, when they call the case, uh, you, tell, you tell the man who's acting as judge, hey, I haven't been paid yet. You need to reschedule until I get paid. No, I'm not. Are you sure to tell the judge to do that? I, I, I require compensation. You've got notice of it. I don't work for free. Contract. It's not from contract. the judge, though. The judge isn't the one paying you. No, the you judge is your. It's the referee. He's he's the middleman. So you got to go through the judge to get to the other to the other side. Yeah, but that's what Guz is saying. The bottom line is the contract's a contract. If I make an agreement with you to come over and cut your grass on Saturday, but you're going to pay me before I cut the grass. I'll show up on Saturday, and if you say, oh, I'll pay you tomorrow, I can say, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. Right. Right, and, and the, the thing is, nobody's saying not to show up. You, 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 if you're not going to show up, you've got to give them notice in writing that you're not going to be there. But the other well, steps why? are... Uh, why would you do that? Why would you do what? What I you're saying is give them notice. Or you're not going to be there. Why would you do that? I'm wondering. Yeah, I, would, I, I get what Mark's saying. I would send him a letter saying I have yet to be paid in advance for appearing to court. Just a little friendly reminder, uh, pay up and I'll be there. Well, that's well, what no, I said. That's no, what I said. You're saying, you're saying give him a letter that you're not going to show up. Why? Yeah, I misspoke, Mark. I misspoke. I didn't mean oh. show up. I, I meant appear. Yeah, because that's what I'm getting is is my body will be there to say, okay, I'm here to collect my check. No check? Well, then I guess I'm not appearing. You know, I, right. I, I'm I'm showing up you as a man, but my, they can't have my person until my man is until the man is paid. Sorry. Yeah, you could put it that way, and you can use that language, and you know, if you, if you want to put it in words, they're gonna understand. Tell them, uh, you know, tell them I'll be there on Thursday at 9:30 in the morning. But when the music starts, I won't be dancing if I haven't cast that check yet. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> All right. I will not participate until I'm paid in full. Oh, no, talk those about are my change, terms. Change it around, man. I'm not going to be dancing. Okay, you can play the guitar all you want, but I ain't doing a boogie until you, you know, I ain't doing my gig until I get paid. You're getting paid to be there. Judge is getting paid to be there. Clerk's getting paid to be there. I ain't, okay. you know, until I'm, until I'm guaranteed a check, and you guys have stiffed me in the past. So, you know, I don't owe you nothing. You don't owe me nothing. You know, there's no there's no uh, line of credit here. Uh, I, I require, you know, I require cash. I need to get paid. Okay. Well, what about the other the other line here? I mean, there's a whole. Like, you can go there and, yeah, so what? I mean, I've heard this come out of call, you know, where's the man that I've harmed? You know, so in forward so I can make that man whole. You know, I haven't, have I broken the law or have I broken your stupid code? Yeah, but yeah. The, the only problem here is that the man uh, made a statement. He, he put set his terms down. And if he doesn't stand up for his terms, then you're just giving in. So your terms mean nothing.
They, what about they the offer, letter? They, they yeah, what about the property letter. they sold? I mean, is that is that what you want? Is that? I mean, do you not care about the property they took from you? You know, I, I've been there. I, I've done this. I got railroaded, so I have nowhere to talk. I mean. Well, but that's a se- that's a separate claim. That's a separate issue. On this right, why here, not bring that forward? I mean, he should be looking like, yeah, let's go. Give me my property back right now. You know, I'm going to get my property back Thursday. Uh, yeah, that's what I need to do is uh, no payment. Well, this this uh, uh, proceeding has terminated as I do not wish to contract with uh, privateers, say. Well, is the, is the man going to be there who actually stole your property? Not at this particular one, no. That would be the this police is, officer. This is just a hearing. It's not a trial, right? Right. Pre-trial okay. hearing. I mean, uh, jury selection starts on the 13th. And they're going to have a hard time finding peers who uh, all say they're Canadian citizens and all, you know, have paid taxes and voted for pirates. And I have nothing oh, to do with their society. You don't no, want to wait. They have a bunch of little old ladies, man. I don't think they'll have any problem. Don't rely on that. You, you better get this taken care of long before you get to that point. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know what's going to happen that. next is they've already tried to, one judge has already tried to submit a plea for me, and I said to him, I accept that on condition that you be converted on all liability as surety for the defendant, which basically means whatever I'm, whatever I'm uh, sentenced, he has to serve. And he said, yeah, okay. He had no idea what he was saying. Well, now it turns out at this next hearing, I think on Thursday, they're going to set a plea for me because obviously that judge had to withdraw that plea. So uh, this time I'm thinking of uh, pleading to pleading guilty to the facts. What do you think of that one? Guilty to what? Guilty to the facts. Guilty of the facts, sorry. Yeah, you, you, know, is, you broke their code. You're going to break their code Tomorrow, the next day, you broke three codes on the way there. So what? Who did I harm? That's exactly what he just said. Yeah. Is it in another? Yeah. Right. The facts means, yeah, I sat on that chair. You're right. I did sit on that chair. So what? Did I do a wrong? Did I break a law, right. basically? On that, I mean, okay. Do you, do you understand all that, caller? You get all that? Uh, well, I comprehend exactly. You know, uh, yeah, I've been studying this for a number of years. Already. Actually, this happened three years ago. I've been trying to figure out how to do this. Um, it happened three years ago. You said I haven't got the trial? Right. It's taken this long for it to, to get this far. Is, isn't there like a speedy trial thing uh, that's already been uh, over and done with? I say for now your main focus is to send man-to-man letters to the prosecutor. and You know, I did all that. I sent three notices, trespass, and indicating that I was going to file a claim. I filed a claim. It was struck. Somebody called the master in the courthouse, just sat down. I was there, but it was like I wasn't there. He listened to their arguments and ignored me, struck the claim, and sent me on my way. But. You know, I talked master? to Carl and okay. Yeah. What's a master? Uh, something let me see if I can find that document real quick. 
So no, what did they use to, to shut you up and talk to them instead of you? Yeah, Carl knows something master, master of something. It's almost like putting you in a receivership or something. He's basically the uh, expert on, on rules of procedure, I believe. Like the practice master, whatever they call them. Oh, so he's like the he's he's a, the head of the referee and who writes the rule book kind of sorta of the, the the tennis match you're trying to play. Yeah. Was your was your claim filed in that court or? Um, I think Did you have your own claim number, or was it their complaint number on your claim? I think. Um, that was part of the problem was I didn't know as much then and you, I talked to Did you drop a claim and then file it into their case? No, I believe I filed my own case, my own claim. But it was in their documents and I heard from Carl after all of this that what you do is you start a claim with their documents and then you amend it. You immediately go in with amendments. And then you put in the real claim, the actual claim, as amended. That's what I did, but I didn't use their documents. I mean, I... They wouldn't I accept it. it. They would not they accept it. Until they, I either, they either converted your claim to a complaint, or they yeah. just converted it into a motion and threw it in their file and denied your motion, or they just call it evidence or something, but I'm guessing they didn't they certainly weren't treating it like it was your separate case. Right. Now, yeah, the other, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, no, we don't, we don't uh, call for motions, right? No. Okay. So I can't, I can't uh, uh, require a motion to discharge. You can require a discharge. I can require a discharge, right. Okay. The other thing I would uh, I would uh, uh, think about is they're going to call it a motion, though. They're going to say your motion for discharge is yeah. They're going to they're going to turn that into their legal lead. Well, they're going to try. Yeah. The, the, uh, you know what the you know what the reply is to that? By what the findings? You've heard the findings, facts, and conclusions. Findings, facts, and uh, findings, facts, findings and conclusions of law. Conclusions of law. Findings of facts and conclusions of law. Yeah. Yeah. What are your? You could also facts ask them. By what authority are you converting my claim or my notice to a motion? Yeah. The the other thing is uh, interfering uh, or a trespass on your case. Or uh, or. That's on if you have your own case. You know their their claim number or their complaint number and your case number cannot be the same. So I don't think you can discharge or require to discharge their case. It's their case. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't say you you could do it, but it's not going to happen. No, you can require it. And and Kyle's talked about that. The only time you don't want to discharge is when there may be somebody. That maybe bring it bring a claim forward for you to uh, to uh, compensate. But the other thing I'm concerned about is uh, you requested a jury trial. 
I was deemed because I wasn't answering. I, I've never answered a single one of their questions. People can't believe I walked out of there. <laughs> you know, you you're trying to prove this stuff works. I am living proof. And if I can kill this boy, I'm not going to go around, you know, starting brush fires or anything. But I'm I'm certainly going to be sh- helping others who are just as innocent. Well, I mean, if it's been going on for three years, uh, you know, on a, on a simple thing like this, uh, you, you definitely got them, uh, you know, stumped, and they're just dragging you along because you keep showing up, um, and you probably don't know the next step like most of us. But uh, but uh, yeah, I would be careful about this jury trial, um, and the the jury trial gives them an out because if they go through it and the jury finds you guilty, they basically have clean hands because it wasn't them that made the decision. So I'd be careful about that. The other problem is juries. Uh, I wouldn't trust a jury, uh, you know, if anything depends on it because, uh, you know, people are so indoctrinated they, and the jury is so controlled that, uh, you know, it's very difficult not to be found guilty, especially in, in drug charges. Hundred percent agree. I, like I say, you know, how can they? It has to be a jury of my peers. I have no peers. What peers? You have somebody who's been, a, you know, ostracized and completely isolated his whole life. No, it's, you know? supposed, to be a, it's supposed to be a trial by jury, and they convert it to a jury trial. That's the other problem. Yeah. Are you a member of the peerage? Like, are you titled? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But see, I mean, all just... their all their jury members are picked from a pool of registered voters. That's the only way you can get on the uh, on the jury list is to be a registered voter. It's their game. That's how they play their game. They hire their jurors straight from the registered voters list. Yeah, so you're not going to get any sovereigns and free man on your, uh, on your jury. Yeah, I can't wait to be a juror. <laughs> so what if you've never like, voted? You've never voted. Can you ask for a jury of your peers? If I was well, not there to be a jury of your peers. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's it's their court. It runs under their system. It's all their rules. They're going to decide where they're going to get their jurors from. They, they, them, them. It's all their game. Well, a jury selection, uh, they do... Tell me, I mean, I do have to, I get to cross-examine each and every juror, basically. Yeah, but it's the same old thing. I got three politicians to choose from, and it's my fault if I don't choose one. And the only, the, the other problem is that's really controlled as well, because they only allow you uh, to reject, like, three jurors or whatever, and the other side has an equal gets an equal number. So the ones that you like, they may knock out, and the ones that they like, you might knock out. But you end up with, uh, you know, wh- whoever else is left. Uh, so you really don't choose who you who you can have. You choose you somewhat choose a little bit of who you don't want, which is a, a very limited. The whole system is rigged, the way they do it, and I've been through it a few times. Well, I've exposed a lot. Like the last time, they were talking about how whether or not my deposition was voluntary. So I said to the judge, and he ignores my questions too. I mean, I'm asking questions that he simply can't answer. And I said to him, I'm going to ask you this question, and you better answer it this time. 
or I said basically, are you going to answer it this time? And and he says, ask the question. And uh, and I said, uh, has any of this been voluntary? And he says, he say, he says, I suspect not. So right there, I got him to admit that none of this has been voluntary. Uh, he didn't all, admit huh? it. He, he didn't, didn't admit it. He did not. He didn't even agree to answer the question. Right. Well, he, at least he said that he believes that none of this has been voluntary. He didn't say he believes either. <laughs> no, he suspects. That's all. Yeah, well, he suspects. But Only a man can believe. All right, a fiction can't believe anything. Only a man can believe. If he said he believes, he's a man right there. Yeah, but he didn't even say he believes. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can say all I want. I, I I suspect that the moon is made of cheese. Big deal. <laughs> he said, yeah. I, sus- "I suspect not." Which, if you reverse that, I do not suspect. So, how's that an answer? Right. Yeah, and you and you fell for it. Yeah, you played the comma game. The point is, I think I think you got him uh, uh, somewhat uh, uh, stumped, but you don't know. You know, you haven't been able to deliver. Uh, um, you know, that uh, final torpedo. That's yeah, yeah. You know, the knockout punch or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I think you're coming down. You know, close, and they may put this trial off for you know another six months. Until you 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 find the right way to to get it out of there. But on and the that, other that, side of the coin, they might decide that this guy's learning stuff from somewhere, and he's a pain in the ass, and they might just run him over before he figures it out. Yeah, that could be. But uh, do they have a, a, a lack of speedy trial thing up there in Canada? Gee, I don't know. Well, you could do like a Google search and, and see if you can find something. I believe it's six months of inactivity. But there might be more to it than that because uh, I think down here, um, even though they they always run over it and find excuses and, and, and find examples. Isn't, you know, isn't that their rules? I mean, aren't, aren't they the queen of hearts? Yeah, like, but how are you going to hold them to their rules, man? But they write the rules, they can change them anytime they want. That's true, but even by their rules, if uh, if they're breaking the rules, uh, a lot of cases get dismissed because they broke the rules. Yeah, don't quote me on this, but I think in Canada, it's two years. It probably depends on what it's for. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing is they, a lot of times, like in, in my brother's case, uh, they kept saying that... Um, it was Rule 36 ex- excluded, which I believe Rule 36 is a uh, speedy trial, by agreement. And there was never agreement on on uh, my my brother's side, but they just put it there. And in and, and the few of those times, there was actually no agreement at all. You know, they were objecting to it, but they still it's still in there. So they deem a lot of stuff and assume and presume a lot of stuff and they get away with it. Because my brother is coming up to three years as well. It's all presumption. They presume all.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.